0: all right everybody we are here and we are live hello this is neil with portal to ascension and welcome everybody to the disclosure agenda show this is episode three we're going um we're going straight for two full months you know we got one more left in this month and then we have four more episodes next month but this right here what you're now a part of is an ongoing show and my my intention is my intention and hope is to keep this alive every Tuesday for as long as I can but for the first two months again we're going to have Um, Just be going deep into the disclosure phenomena and hitting many different topics here, not just speaking about what's going on with the nuts and bolts and the government disclosure, but also speaking about um, the spirituality behind this whole thing, What what the universal questions are behind what is going on right now, right? We've already established in the last episode that they have now eliminated the fact that it could be China or Russia or another world government just because the fact that it's been lied to about for 70 years and they know that governments weren't that advanced that long ago and they have now eliminated that it's U.S. Well, that's what they're telling us, right? It could still be any of those, but that's what they are telling us. And just the fact that they are telling us, that means there's only one solution they're directing us towards, right? And the only other uh, solution is, something off planet, something not from this world, something that we don't even know, a consciousness that's not human, because that's also been mentioned too, that they do not know who these beings are. So today we're gonna be bringing on Grant Cameron and he'll be on with us in about 10 minutes from now, but I wanna go ahead and bring on my co-host for today. We have Omar from Watchers Talk and we have Rob from Full Spectrum Universe, and they did just finish a, a two-day event. So if you're on YouTube and you checked out their event over the last couple of days, plant medicine and animal communication event. It was pretty epic. So I'm gonna hand it over to you first, Omar, then you, Rob. But if you want, just go ahead, Omar, tell us, you've been a part of this episode from episode one. Um, Tell us where you're at with this whole concept of disclosure, what's going on, and give us uh, a little uh, synopsis of what you experienced the last two days, as well as you, Rob. Go ahead, Omar. Cool.
1: thank you. Thank you, Neil. Uh, I'll start with the last two days. Uh, The last two days were just epic. Uh, thank you very much to uh, all the speakers and uh, especially thank you to uh, all the uh, viewers that uh, watched us on uh, Portal to Ascension and uh, Watchers talk the uh, The information that was flowing through you know all chat rooms and uh, also from our presenters was like, uh, really, it was uh, mind candy, and uh, it turned out to be more than I had uh, you know expected or anticipated. For me, the idea was just to have a, you know, plant medicine and an animal communication show, but I didn't expect day two to turn into, like, super spiritual, and, uh, you know, looking at it from the spiritual aspect of, uh, of plant medicine and animal communication, it was very powerful. We had some, uh, you know, wonderful moments throughout you know, the both days and, uh, you know, they were really epic, I would have to say one of the uh, best events that we've put on so far. So with the disclosure, uh, we know that uh, here sometimes, you know, pretty soon, the uh, Senate is going to be releasing their uh, so-called disclosure, and we've been hearing all this talk across the world that, uh, you know, it's China or it's Russia and blah, blah, blah. But we know that uh, these people were not as advanced as uh, what we're seeing up in the sky so in pertaining to the disclosure uh robin myself and also neil we're uh, collaborating on a uh, really big event uh, that is uh, happening in august which is going to be focusing on disclosure because we feel that uh, we don't need the uh, big brother or the authority to uh, you know tell us that uh, this is disclosure and this is how it is so we're going to we've gathered uh, you know friends of ours And uh, we're going to uh, do a disclosure for the people and by the people, because we know enough people that are researchers and doctors and authors and, you know, what have you, very intelligent people in their own fields. And this message, you know, that information is not getting out there. And we're actually kind of just rivaling the government now because, uh, you know, the government's going to put out one thing and we're going to put out totally another thing Mm -hmm. and, uh, and show the difference in what a disclosure should be. That the government is putting out compared to what the people are putting out, so maybe the government can get motivated and say, "Hey, look, we have all these organizations doing our own disclosures that are like this. Maybe we'll use their template and do something similar from our end."
2: Right, so that's right.
1: my part now. Let uh, you know, Rob uh, explain uh, you know the numerology and uh, you know the dates on uh, this coming event.
2: Excellent. Excellent. Thank you, Neil, for having me here. And thank you for letting us do the uh, streaming to uh, Portal to Ascension yesterday. It was absolutely incredible. Uh, Thank you, Omar, as well for being a part of it, too. I mean, this is we putting that together with you was just such a such a pleasure, you know, and I'm just going to follow cadence, but Omar and talk about the last event first. And it was more than what we had expected. We expected a great time and a lot of energy and, you know, trying to bring it back to earth and, you know, have the people and their frequency raising back to the planet and black, back to this symbiotic relationship between man, animal and planet and environment. But it was completely blew the mind of myself and a lot of other people. We had such great interaction with people in the chat. And uh, I actually got to do one of my first presentations ever. So it was absolutely incredible, you know, for me, it'll always be in my mind that that was where it all started. Nice. And, uh, it was really, really great. And the upcoming event we have is going to be from August 5th to August 10th. We have a, an immense amount of people over five days and a lot of people, you know, and some you don't, but every one of them is going to blow your mind. I guarantee it. I guarantee that. And, How many
1: speakers, Rob, are we having? How it's
2: 55. Speakers? It's going to be 55, there 55 speakers over five days. Yeah, uh, it's going to be crazy. It's going to be crazy. And, uh, as well as, as as for disclosure, you know, for me, what I see is that they're taking control of what they, they want the narrative to come out with, right? So even within the UFO community, there is a divide right now between the people who are claiming that when these extraterrestrials approach, they're going to be hostile, or when these extraterrestrials approach, they're going to be friend or foe. And this is what they're doing is they're disseminating the information. On both sides of that fence So when they do that they're actually diluting the entire disclosure within itself where it doesn't become all about the disclosure anymore Mm -hmm. it becomes about who's on what side and who's fighting for what Mm -hmm. which is as we can see with society is the dichotomy at which we go about everyday life what box do you fit in what label do you put on yourself and they're doing this and they're bringing this this edict to the ufo community which is where they also are calling it uaps now because ufo has stigma it's so it's it's a long story you know we try and describe it as best we can with the shows that we do but they really want to control what's coming out because whatever happens they want to be in front of it so they can reap the benefits of all of it
0: right right yeah thank you so much for sharing guys and to like to second that for sure is that you know, the whole concept of divide and conquer, if you never believed that there was divide and conquer in the past, at this point, you can see how everything has been polarized. Mm -hmm. All the little, even like daily day tasks, (laughs) like have been polarized to the point that it's been politicized as well. And divide and conquer is so real, it's time for us to step outside of that, you know, dualistic perspective. And really, it's, it's a challenge sometimes to embrace people that you feel that you're ideologically different from, right? And especially when they're energizing it and marketing it to you in such a way to further that division, okay? But uh, we the um, we know that in this community, we're like a, based on spirituality, consciousness, and the evolution of consciousness. So it's really time to focus on what we know is real, which is the fact that we're all vibration and frequency, and we're all incarnated on this planet for a specific reason, and then step into that vibration as we're doing it, which is why every single day on Portal to Ascension, um, on our YouTube channel, we're going live for two months, and we've been going live for three months now, I mean, three weeks now, and we have another month and a half left of premieres of all of our UFO um, presentations, interdimensional information, videos, so much information, about 200 hours. And we've already put out around 60 hours in the last three weeks, but we have another 140 hours of information left to go. Um, most of these events were paid conferences back in the day, and some of them were free, but... Basically, if they're in the archives, it needs to come out there. So we're completely releasing everything related to this topic right now to inspire positivity, to inspire um, goodwill and compassion, and to balance out the narrative of the threat agenda that is out there, because it it's very suspicious, you know, what's going on. And so with that, I'm going to um, go ahead and say that we might as well go ahead and bring on our guest for today, because we do have Grant Cameron, he's waiting in the room, and then we can get into more of this conversation Um, with Grant, but also just again about the conference, the total disclosure conference that Omar and Rob are co-producing and I'm co-creating and putting out on Portal to Ascension. This is another one of those events, which is going to be to concentrate on you know we're going to speak about a lot of things what's going on the historical context but very much concentrate on empowering the individual to become their own sovereign being rather than waiting on big brother to give us the information and the breadcrumbs that they keep doing and dripping to us Mm -hmm. right so that's what we're going to focus on um i want to like just before we get grant on do you guys want to just chime in just a couple more minutes each and then we'll bring grant on
1: uh, yeah, I pretty much said what I needed to say, man, uh, yes. August five to tenth, uh, five days, 55 speakers, uh, you know, like you said, is to empower people. Uh, we're going to be looking at our history and we're going to be looking at our current situation. Uh, you know, we're going to look at, uh, really every aspect and every facet of our lives that, uh, that we're interacting it and, uh, what, uh, we're being stopped from doing is being ourselves and empowering ourselves and the whole intention behind this is to equip people with information that will uh you know equip them to use that on a daily basis and uh, that's really what my intention is you know UFOs and aliens are one thing and uh, you know we get confirmation of that fantastic right but we also have a lot of healing to do self-healing to do and global healing mm. to do from all the wars that we have fought all the work we've talked with each other, you know, in confrontations, fights, you know, whatever, with family mates, uh, you know, anything, we need to come and clean that trauma and that energy from us. And uh, my intention is to provide people with information that they can, uh, you know, use to cleanse themselves and heal that trauma within themselves and move forward. Because if we all clean our traumas and we're all free from that negative energy, then we're going to vibrate together. Uh, even more brilliantly so but you mm. know, we'll just become a brighter light in that darkness and uh, eventually we'll just uh, overtake that darkness uh, big brother they can do whatever they want but uh, we're free people and uh, we're going to do what we're going to do and uh, we're their opposition Right, so far up until now they haven't had opposition and now we are their. that's opposition. what they
0: that's what the CIA says. but the only way we can transcend that is to see us all as united one you know that's right and that that way you can shift out of the victimhood as well
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Rob. I absolutely agree with all that. I mean, it's, that's exactly what we're trying to do is bring information. Once people are empowered with information, it tends to raise their frequency because like you said, you get to heal from these aspects of things that you have to do the work for yourself within yourself to raise your vibration. And we're bringing together a community and we're showing the information to everybody and anybody who is willing to listen. And if we can, emulate the same type of energy like we had over the last two days and extend that by five days, I can only imagine what this conference is going to be like and what this event is going to look like and sound like and feel like it's going to be world-class. I know that already. It's going to be world-class. And I'm so excited to do it, especially with you two gentlemen, because I love you both so much. And I feel so connected to both of you and the fact that we're able to come together and bring this to people so they have the ability to you know empower themselves and i think that that's so huge today because a lot of people want to break people down we don't want to do that we want to build you up we want to help you
1: you've already been broken down that's Mm -hmm. right drill sergeants already broken you so it's uh, you know Broken me too. Right, right. You know, believe me. And uh, that's why I do all of this is because I'm, uh, I'm fixing myself and I'm relearning myself.
3: Mm-hmm. I'm
1: becoming aware of myself. That's the whole idea of Watchers Talk was to, you know, really you know raise my own awareness and help my wife raise her awareness. And through that, it's really mm-hmm. led up to, uh, you know, where we are today. And, uh, and I want to share this with the world. And because I know there's a lot of people out there who yeah. are, uh, you know, in pain and are hurting. And uh, I too am there, and I was there, and I've gone back and I've cleaned up a lot of my a uh, lot of my trauma, and uh, it's helped me. Service, uh you know, in, in great great uh, respect. So, you know, mm-hmm. sweet, uh, you know that's my intention, and I just want to. That's
0: people. what it's all about. Yeah. Like it be really part is. Part of the
1: community, and and that's it. I don't want to stand out from the community, and mm-hmm. you know, I just want to be part of the community. If I'm if I have right, a PA right. in my hand and I'm yelling messages from that, well, okay, that's what I'm doing, <laughs> but I want to be part of the community
0: that's the whole the whole thing of like what what does ufos have to do with spirituality what does ancient history have to do with spirituality well we know it has to do everything with it because ultimately it's a spiritual frequency game and the vibration and frequency is this realm of spiritual awareness that we're only starting to understand that's why every time it comes to learning about you know all the information we do so many presentations so much linear non-linear information on our platform but what is it doing? It's only leading us to the better understanding of ourselves mm-hmm. so that we can we can release traumas from this life, past lives, and collective traumas, like karmic traumas, galactic traumas from like <laughs> yeah. Orion War or something like that. There's so much that we do not know in this planet of amnesia, that, um, which is why when we do these events there's always that spiritual component, right? All right, so I'm, I'm gonna go ahead, that, go ahead.
1: Just really quickly, I'm glad you mentioned the amnesia part Mm-hmm. Because I've been, you know, I've been saying for a long time now that this amnesia that we're under is an artificial amnesia. And, and that's I all it. It. Yeah, we that do collectively remember, but they just won't allow this information to come out and they want to keep us in this am- amnesia. Yeah, so yeah. it's a total false, you know, artificial amnesia. And we're fighting that amnesia. And we're going to be like Jason Bourne.
0: uh... (laughs) we're going to wake up well it's interesting because daryl anka channels Bashar. Bashar says that we're the only planet within this dimensional reality that has amnesia that there are other civilizations that took thousands of years to evolve just like we did but they don't even have amnesia so it gives them a head start of not being so ignorant basically that's right Yeah, that makes
2: a lot of sense Mm
0: all right let's let's go and bring grant on because he's in the waiting room i'm going to introduce you grant before we officially welcome you on So Grant Cameron, everybody, introducing Grant, worked with him for quite some time. He is the recipient of the Leeds 2012 Conference International Researcher of the Year and 2013 UFO Congress Researcher of the Year. He became involved in UFOlogy as the Vietnam War ended in May 75 with personal sightings of a UFO-type object, which locally became known as Charlie Red Star. The story has been optioned for a movie. He researched... He he researched early work done by the Canadian government into the flying saucer phenomena, the UFO role of the ex-Penn State President, Dr. Eric Walker, the most accurate documentation of the Area 51 story, the operation of a shadowy group inside the government known as the Avery, the Alien Music Connection, which we did an event on with Grant, and the role of the President of the United States in the UFO mystery. He has visited almost every presidential library and has a collection of every UFO document released by the libraries. And Grant is also known as the individual that is the uh, White House um, basically historian uh, when it comes to presidents and their involvement and awareness of the UFO phenomena. He's been looking into that very deeply. So we're going to go ahead and bring Grant on right now. Perfect time to get an update on what's going on with Disclosure, what he's been working on right now, and because he does have his finger on the pulse um, for quite some years now in regards to this topic. So Grant, are you here with us? There we go, brother. Go ahead and unmute, unmute yourself. It's just give me a signal. Okay, am I on now? Yeah, here you are. How you doing, brother? Yeah,
4: thanks for having me on. I appreciate your interest.
0: Thank you, man. Thank you so much for being here. Omar, guess- Rob, this is Grant. Hi, Grant. Pleasure to meet you.
1: See Hello you here. Uh, many, many, many times on uh, Portal to Ascension. You're a fellow Canuck. There I'm located in uh, Kamloops, BC.
4: Oh, you oh, live yeah. in God's country, though. I'm, I'm in yeah. the middle of the country. I'm, I'm in the part of Canada nobody wants to visit.
0: Yeah. You're in <laughs> Winnipeg, <right? laughs> that's funny. So well, how's, how's it going, Grant? What's going on with you?
4: Uh, good. Uh, trying to keep up with all the stuff that's going on. And uh, I've got a new podcast that I do every day. So that's taking a lot of time. But um, I guess you want to know about disclosure.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, firstly, let me ask you this question. Okay. Yeah. So I remember in a past interview, you said that a lot of people are waiting for the president to come out and say something and it may not be People may not feel of it as being completely official until that happens. What we do know is two ex-presidents have just recently said something, even though they denied it previously in the past. So maybe you want to kind of start with touching on what you feel about what's going on with that and then just take it wherever you want.
4: Okay, I would I would differ from other people. People are saying Barack Obama denied he knew anything. I, I, I maintain Barack never said anything like that. What Barack said is I can't talk about it. He had the little girl. If you remember the little girl on the Ellen show, she said, he said, Have you got a question for me. And she said, yeah, I want to know. Are there aliens? And he said, so what do you think? He, he asked, answered the question with a question. And then she started talking and he never did answer the question. And so Brock actually at one point stated that, um, he was asked, did you look for it? And he said, yeah, I look for it. Did they withhold it from you? And he, and he said, no, they didn't. And he said, I found it. And, um, I can't talk about it. And then once it became clear, uh, then he immediately went on two talk shows. And I say, these don't happen by accident. We go, suddenly Barack Obama appears on a talk show and starts talking about UFOs. You can tell that's pretty well, pretty much scripted because he's, he's backing it. Same as um, as soon as this thing sort of broke um, with um, the... Uh, um, Biden being asked the question, suddenly John Podesta went and did an interview with Politico. And then he started talking about the fact that he's getting Biden to do something to put it in the office of science and technology policy. So I, I maintain the president, the the way the president thing works, and I've gone back and forth over the years. The way I think it works is what Bill Clinton's told Rockefeller, apparently at the ranch. He said, um, this is like the, the Arkansas tar baby. If you know, this tar baby story with, uh, uh, where the rabbit gets caught by the fox, Brer rabbit got caught and they the fox creates this uh, this tar baby thing standing on the side of the road looks like a little baby and uh, Brer Rabbit goes by and says, good morning. And, and the tar baby doesn't say anything. And then he gets mad and he punches him in the head and he gets his hand stuck to the, to the tar baby. And then he punches him with his other hand. His other hand is stuck. Then he uses his foot to try to get his hands off. And he's, then his feet are stuck and he gets caught. And that's how uh, Fox catches Brer Rabbit. And that's what Bill Clinton says. This is a story you can't touch. And I, I maintain, cause I've done four books. I'm, I'm now going to do the fifth. I had a book called beyond managing magic which I had done in 2018 and then I didn't publish it, but I'm going to update it. I'm going to publish it because what I say, uh, I wrote a book called managing magic. It was released in February of 2017. It was the fourth book I've done on this disclosure stuff. And I've always said, there's these people leaking stuff They're You're letting it out in little bits and pieces, trying to control the narrative, all this kind of stuff. And in that um, book, that was February, that was eight, eight months before Tom DeLong went public before he announced to the stars. And I said, exactly what is happening now is what would happen. I was told in 2016 already, I was told a number of high level officials are going to go public and they're going to say UFOs exist and they are going to force disclosure. Suddenly Jim Semivan comes forward, says, yeah, UFOs exist. Elizondo comes forward, Mellon comes forward, Justice comes forward and they're all saying, yeah, this is for real. And uh, so basically, this has already been scripted. In fact, in 2016, I was told that uh, the big man was going on 60 Minutes. So this 60 Minutes thing you just saw, everybody thinks uh, that these things are just happening. And and that's the, the game that they play on us that we, nobody really follows. We we're like 24 seven news. We just follow the story today. We forget the story that happened yesterday. And unless you put all these stories together, you don't really realize what's going on. Almost like Mark Twain, someone posted a, a quote by Mark Twain today. It's easier to fool people than to convince people they've been fooled. And it's very easy. People are very easily manipulated and moved. What I will say down, I'll, I'll come right down and, and people are not happy about this, but I will say when this final story is told, People are going to have to thank Hillary Clinton and John Podesta for this. This started back in 2015 with Tom DeLong going to getting a phone call from this guy and saying, Do you wanna come to Lockheed Skunk Works to they're having a barbecue in the parking lot? You want to introduce the president of Lockheed Skunk Works? He goes there. He said, "I'll go if I can talk five minutes with the with the with the head of Lockheed Skunk Works." They put this rock star in a skiff, in a in a top secret skiff, and they start telling him stuff. And they, they put him to these guys in in Washington, these two intelligence guys who say stuff like this does not happen on the house or in the White House. It does not happen on the Hill. It happens when people, two men behind a table like this decide to move the ball down the field. So this is happening outside of the the normal um uh government thing but it's exactly like bill uh bill moore back in the 1980s and i keep telling people like tom um, elizondo is just the latest messiah bill moore was the messiah back in the 1980s and all these messiahs end up getting crucified whether it's uh Bill Moore or uh, DeLong or whether it's Stephen Greer, they have their day in the sun and then they basically get crucified. What happened was that Tom DeLong had all these people put to him. He did not gather these people together. And in 2017, on October the 4th, uh, or before that, Leslie Kane gets a, a phone call. And the question is, well, who gave her the phone call? Nobody brings that up. Like who phoned Leslie Kane and told her to go to Washington? So she goes to Washington. She goes to Pentagon City, which is exactly the same place that these two uh, guys met with Tom DeLong in Pentagon City, outside the Pentagon. And she said the meeting took three to four hours. In that meeting was was Lou Elizondo, Chris Mellon, who the year before, 2016, was on coast to coast with me and said... No, Grant's not. I don't believe what Grant's saying. There's no cover-up. I would have known if there was a cover-up. And then suddenly, within a year, he's there briefing the New York Times on this uh, inside government program. Jim Semivan was in the room. Hell Putoff was in the room. This was all planned in October of 2017 as, as Lou Elizondo left. And if you, if you follow the story and all the, the bits and pieces, what you will see is all those videos that were released were out in September of 2017, a month before Lou Elizondo resigned. Those were already on the street. We've got the packaging. Mellon released the packaging. We know who released it out of the Pentagon. And so this is a, an, an orchestrated um, uh, operation and it's playing to me. I think it's just like a shakedown. It's basically everybody else, you know, everybody's got a thing. We've got a cure to cancer. We got this, you play the fear game, you need some money. And uh, one of the people, the only people that has been dealing with uh, Jim Semivan, who has had the, he's an experiencer himself. He had the beings in the room with his wife and uh, was head of covert ops for the CIA high level guy. Uh the, the key line that I say you got to remember is Melinda Leslie talked to him a number of times. And Melinda said to him one time, she said, Jim, what is there that I could say to you that would get you so mad that you'd never talk to me again? He said, mess with the money. And they, he told them, we're going in front of Congress and we're going to try to convince Congress. And as soon as they got the thing where Congress bought into it, Lou Elizondo, Mellon leave to, to the stars. They go, they start working on this other angle or what they call moving into second gear. This is all just orchestrated. This is just to get money. Um, hopefully they use the money, but um, because it's, it's Navy, because it's, it's doing the threat thing, it's basically the way the u.s government has worked and you gotta you gotta empathize with these guys because it's a system that has been going since world war ii and during world war ii the americans had 200 inventions because what happened was during the war instead of putting scientists with a gun in 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 the war they would say okay you you work on these experiments and and like eric walker who you mentioned in the intro was a co-developer of the homing torpedo so they would work on stuff during April till September, when they don't teach university, and they came up with 200 inventions during World War II, uh, nylon. Uh, synthetic rubber, uh, jet engines, plastic explosives, uh, the atomic energy. There was just so many things they invented on this technology. And so all the money was put into the research and development was put in through the military. And then the military spins it off once they've developed the technology, spins it off. So that was a system that they created. And then the Air Force didn't come until 47. And that's why I just did a podcast where I talked about the Navy. The Navy has been running this thing from day one. But they've they, they worked this thing where the, the uh, military gets all the research money, all the research funding, and they say down the road, the, the public will get it. And they're using the fear thing. They're using this threat, the potential threat. The Chinese, they're even I had a, a, a discussion with some Chinese people inside uh, communist China. And it's like, oh, the Chinese, the Chinese are the big threat, man, it's horrible. And I always say to people like, how many military bases does China have outside of China? One. How many does the United States have? Eight hundred. Like what, China's going to invade us? Come on. This is like, it, we're all we're doing is creating enemies. Almost like there, there's a, I, I took off an old Mark Twain quote and changed it. God created war so the military industrial complex could learn geography. And now they're taking up astronomy. And it's this whole idea is like, even Tom DeLong in my la, one of my last podcasts, I actually have a quote. I play the actual audio of Tom DeLong saying this. This is 2016. He said, you know what my advisors say to me when they look at each other? what a wonderful recipe for war. That's what they say. And so you've always got to keep in the mind that mm-hmm. in, in the military industrial complex is always going to be like, you Hillary Lou say, it's a potential threat. Well, what is there that the military industrial complex doesn't consider a potential threat? They even had Canada at one point as a potential threat because we had a, a car industry. And so this goes back a long time, but it's basically um, uh, uh, an operation to shake down Congress because Congress has got the money, $736 defense, billion defense budget. That's what they're doing. But it, what you were mentioning at the beginning is, is where I've moved. Cause I've moved off chasing the president and all this kind of stuff. And I've gone into conscious thing and we've got to realize mm. that it's all one thing. That one of the things that's holding back the disclosure that will limit what they can say they have not got a clue what's going on. I, asked, I actually asked Putoff, or Jacques Vallée, I had an interview them. I said, Jacques, did you actually have that meeting in the Denny's restaurant in the 1980s? And it was called the core story. So Hal put off, Kit Green from the CIA and, and Valet got together at Denny's restaurant. They said, what do we know for sure? Well, what do, There's a bunch of garbage going on. What do we know for sure? And they came up with what was called the core story. There is something interacting with us. We don't know what it is. There's something interacting with us and we have hardware, and we can't back engineer the hardware. This is and in the 80s? And can't back engineer the hardware because it's got this consciousness interface to it. So you've got to always go back to this idea that it's one thing, and it doesn't really matter what they do. They're going to play their little game, get their money. They're playing their little operation with the, with the Navy and with all this kind of stuff. And hopefully they use the money to research UFOs. Uh, but we got to go back to what I say. I'm doing an event on Friday where I'm going to involve all the experiences in the world. I'm going to say, as, as Danny Sheen calls it on Friday, the defense department is going to release a nothing burger. And we're going to do (laughs) the other disclosure. We're going to tell you, we're going to get all the people who are interacting with the phenomena and they're going to come on a giant panel with 60 or 70 or 80 experiencers. And they're going to tell us what does the intelligence say is going on. That's what you got to listen to because they're, there's going to be no BS. There's going to be no non-disclosure agreements. There's no going to be secrets. They're going to tell you exactly what's going on. And we've got to go back to realizing that there are people who are interacting with this phenomena. And whatever the situation is, we always have to remember because we, we like to whine and complain. We're not getting this. We're not getting that. We always have to remember it's a reincarnation world. That's what I was told. It's a reincarnation world and all the rules change, which means whatever the situation is, you, I, everybody chose to be here at this time in this place in the middle of whatever mess we're complaining about and perhaps we came for a reason to correct the mess that's why we came at this particular time so it's up to us we have to change ourselves, we have to realize this is all one thing where I've moved so many times away from regular things i the more i look at it the more i don't think it's et i think it's much more complex than et and the president of the united states none of these guys i guarantee you they have no clue they understand there's a consciousness aspect to it but they have no clue what they're up against because if if you're if if you've got a body even if you've got a body unless it's got a a a passport from zeta reticuli i mean how do you know it actually came from there we know that this phenomenon is popping in it's popping out We know the portal thing is probably has some reality to it. And we are being interacted by something. But I will maintain, absolutely maintain, this is going to be a spiritual phenomena. And people are not going to like it. They are going to hate that idea. People want nuts and bolts. They want technology. Mm -hmm. They want just a bigger house, more cars, this kind of stuff. They believe that the camel will go through the eye of the needle. And it's a material world. And nobody wants to talk about the spirituality. I maintain that this will be a very spiritual phenomena when it all unravels.
0: Right, right. Well, you said that you outlined that they had this plan since 2010, which implies that there has been this um, intention to do this. And this was planned and outlined for quite some time. So do you feel that they had like, because what you're saying is that maybe that they, they had to do this in a way because they felt that we needed some time. But it looks like if they've been planning it out for that long, why would they be doing it like this? Is it like a nefarious plan behind it? What's your belief? No.
4: My, my, my impression on that is that people always think that the government, they always say the government this, the government that. I worked in the government and, and anybody who's worked in the government will know because I always make the joke. I worked for a university for 40 years and I had the keys to everything. I had the keys to the president's office, eight vice president's office, human resources, payroll. I had 10,000 keys to a, a, any room I could open. And I left six months before a buyout. Now, do you think I knew what was going on? I had no clue. It was I knew my little job. So people don't realize that the government is a bunch of people all fighting with each other. It's one agency versus another agency. They're stealing each other's money. They're all promoting their little thing to get money. Even this, I sometimes show this article that said, uh, we're going to put man on Mars. We're going to land Mar- man on Mars in 1976. So you put your little spin out, we're going to do this and you get your money and it doesn't happen and you just make a new spin. Okay, we're going to do this now. So I don't think it's, it's there, I don't think there's any, um, any government behind it. I think it's more that it's people inside the government who have decided to make the move that they want this thing out for whatever reason. Uh, you've got a lot of people like Hal Putoff and guys like that who have been working on this a long time. I would, my, my, and I'm guessing, I'm guessing that there's a bunch of people who decide as these two guys told Tom DeLonge, Things like this do not happen in the White House. Do not happen on the Hill. They happen when guys like this decide to move the ball down the field. So what happens is, if you see uh, what happened in 2016, they were going to drop this thing in 2016. Hillary Clinton was going to do it. If you look at all the interviews, Hillary Clinton had said, "John made me promise I was going to do it." He and and John Podesta said he went to Obama. He said once again, my biggest disappointment was not getting UFO disclosure. But Barack Obama already said that he had looked and he found it. So he had it from 2009, but he couldn't release it. He said, I can't talk about it for whatever reason. Every administration does the same thing. They decide they, for whatever reason, they're they're not going to release it. And I think it's a lot because they don't know what's going on. But so he goes to uh, Barack Obama and he says, we need this release. And he said, I can't do it. I can't do it. It's just uh, it's a political uh, bomb going off. I don't want to handle it. But if you guys want to do something, I'll look the other way. So John Podesta starts this whole thing. He calls Tom DeLong. If you remember the story, you have the three guys, and I always say to people, what happened to the three guys that Tom DeLong had? Uh, McCaslin, the two-star general from Wright-Patterson, Robert Weiss, and, and the guy of, head of Space Command. Where do these guys go? They were with Tom DeLong and then the WikiLeaks leaked, and these guys had to head for the hills. They went back in the closet because they were outed. Their names were outed as being part of this. But John Podesta phones up Tom DeLong in 2015 and he said I'm ready to be involved come to Washington this is very important fly to Washington okay. and he flies to Washington they hold these meetings and then Hillary they're going to drop it in 2016 but then the Podesta emails got leaked it was all outed and then Hillary lost the election and then they had to redo the thing so the A team the regular team then they bring in the backup team so I maintain that Elizondo and Justice and all these guys are the B team they're like the the, the farm team they were brought in. The, the, the main guys may still be there in the background. Right. They get brought in. And that's when Tom DeLong starts this operation where they give him all these people and he starts this whole thing. But there's a bunch of fights inside the government. So I think it's, it's the guys who don't want it out versus the people who want it out. Even if you hear like when Elizondo went public, the one guy, the one military guy inside the Pentagon threatened them. He said, we're going to get you. And that's why they're filing this IG complaint is because there's all these threats against Elizondo because he broke ranks and he went out. So I think it's more that there are people in there who decide they're going to break ranks and they're going to push this thing out. That's what they told the same thing they told Bill Moore in 1980. They said, we're from the government. There's a bunch of people in the government who don't agree with what's going on. And we're here to help you get the information out. So you can't do it yourself. That's why you're using all these retired people. Uh, Elizondo is retired. He starts the day he retires. And and Ju- yeah, Justice is retired. And Mellon's retired. Jim Semivan's retired. It's all plausible liability. It's not right. a- operational guys. And that's how they move this thing out. And uh, the the thing is, the objective is they're they're using the fear thing, because what happened in the Obama days, you'll see that Podesta wrote the forward to to Leslie Kane's book. And if you see what Leslie Kane said, it wasn't a threat to to military or Navy or stuff. She said it was a threat to airline traffic. And I guess that didn't go anywhere. They wouldn't, couldn't get any money, so they got to hype this thing up, just like selling a cure to cancer or whatever it is. You got to scare the living daylights out of Congress, and Congress guys have no clue what's going on. It's very easy to fleece them and mm-hmm. to get them. They to walk out and say, "Oh my, the Chinese are going to get us, the Russians are going to get us," and it's this fear thing that people have this idea that there's us and the world, and everybody's picking on us, and okay, we're yeah. it's unfair world and stuff like that. And that's how they're going to move it, and they're going to they're going to get the money that they they want. And But you and I have to do the thing of the oneness thing to realize this is a spiritual phenomenon. Even Chris Bledsoe said, when she was, he was told by the lady, when they make the move, they're going to alter the message. They're going to flip the message. That's what they're doing. The message is: you are a one. You're all to you. You've got to work together. When you're divided, the world is going to be destroyed. You have to work together as one. You're all like like bees in a beehive. You're all like so, uh, cells in a body. And unless you work together, it's game over. That's the message mm-hmm. that the the experiencers are telling from the ship. And that's what I want to get across. So and it it's irrelevant what they do. They can do whatever they want and play this little game. Whatever it, the the option is still for us. To, to raise the consciousness, to get out the main message that the intelligence, whatever the intelligence is, is putting out a message. And it's definitely quit store destroying the planet. And the fact that it's all one thing and consciousness is primary. That's the message you're putting out. That's our job. We can't relay, rely on, as you guys said, you can't rely on Big Brother to save us. We have to do it. We are the ones we've been waiting for. This is our job. That's why we came into the world at this time and that's why I say to people, you don't have to worry about what everybody else is doing. All you have to do is realize it's a reincarnation world. You and I came into this world. We're going to leave the world. And when we leave, they're going to ask you one question. How did it work out? Because you <laughs> put the actors on the stage. And it so all we have to do is figure out why did Neil come in? Why did Grant come in? What am I supposed to be doing? And am I doing it? Everything else right. is irrelevant.
0: Definitely. And let's, I want to get more into that because for the uh, in the moment here, I got a couple more questions based on the linear aspect of what's occurring right now, but I definitely want to talk about that because for the last few years, you've been interviewing a lot of experiencers on your channel, right? So you've been really deep into that awareness, but um, before we get into that, I want to ask you about Tom DeLong again, really quick, because, yep. you know, it looked like he was the face of this right when he came out on his Twitter feed. And then all of a sudden it seems like he was phased out, but then Jeremy Corbell took over and they almost have the same kind of archetype, the... The kind of person that could really reach out to the new generation and inform people about this. What's your thoughts on the fact that Tom isn't the face of this anymore, like he was right when it first started a few years ago? Well,
4: OK, well, that the, the the meeting in the Lockheed Skiff, he makes his pitch, which he made to everybody. He made it to John Podesta. And that's what he basically said. You guys are trying to get this message out. You haven't you, you're, you're totally lost. I've got 15 million subscribers, whatever, Instagram, Facebook, whatever. You need me to get this to the young people. And and according to Tom DeLonge's early interviews, he said, the one guy said, hey, this may actually work. Then they sent him, to the guys in the, the military guys or the intelligence guys in Washington, they sent him to Ames Ames sent, or NASA, NASA sent him to Ames. Then they sent him to Wright Patterson. Then they sent him to the space command and all these guys came on his team and they put all these guys on the team. So yeah, they, they, he's the, he's the pawn Tom DeLong had the problem in that he was, he was saying things that were sort of uh, shouldn't have been talking about, make these statements like the thing where he says, you know, my advisors told me this is an, and I, uh you know, a right re- a, a wonderful recipe for war. I mean, stuff like that he shouldn't have been saying. But when when Elizondo and Justice and Mellon left, I immediately said, Hey, did they do that Senate thing? And then they said, Yeah, yeah, the Senate thing is going through. And I said, That's why they're leaving. They don't need Tom DeLong anymore. That was only a part that was only as uh. as as um Elizondo said, we're moving into second gear. First gear was you formed this thing with Tom DeLong. Second gears, we leave Tom Long, we go to Congress, and then they've got another, and they, and Alessandro said numerous times, we've got a plan. We were following the plan. It's all organized. It's like when people think they, they have the, sort of the secular uh, Darwinian idea that everything's at random. Everything's just happening by accident. Nothing's happening by accident in the world and nothing's happening by in here. year. When the New York Times, there's a New York Times broke the story. I said, no, the New York Times didn't break the story. They get a four hour meeting. And Leslie Kane said they basically spelled it out first. They gave us all the documents. All, all they do is check all the stuff. But on the same day that the New York Times went, the Washington Post went with the story. So did Politico. And they yeah. were working on the story, which means they were fed to all three news agencies. The same was, exact headline. Yeah, it was all carefully planned. Where mm-hmm. the, the, the the For example, they were telling uh, New York Times for confusion. They were telling New York Times it was advanced aerospace and they were telling the washington post it was advanced aviation and then there was this big fight about which what's it really mm. called though and maybe it's not really that kind of stuff so the, and these were all national security guys who were doing these stories and if it took the new york times 3 months to do the story it took the washington post 3 months to do the story too and they all went on the same day so you got to remember this is all sort of planned behind the scenes they know what they're doing they're doing a fairly good job in court according to what they're what they're doing but that what I'm saying people are very easily fooled by the whole thing, but everybody still, still wants to know about disclosure. So what are they going to disclosure? And I, and then the question is always, well, what do you mean by disclosure? Well, what's your idea of disclosure and what people basically comes down to is they want their idea. The reptilians are going to eat us or they're going to save us or whatever their person's idea is. And everybody's sitting there waiting to be handed something instead of realizing they're part of the thing that is up to us to move the ball down the field that I'm, I will maintain that they really don't know as much as people think they know because it has this really complex thing. For example, Hell Putoff says, and, and I bring up this kind of stuff when you talk to experiencers. Putoff brings brought this up a couple of weeks ago at a conference. He said, the really weird thing that amazes me that I look at is when you have an experiencer, and this happened to Chris Bletzel reported it, uh, Terry Lovelace reported where you, they go up to a craft and it's 30 feet across. And then they go inside the craft and it's the size of a football stadium on the inside. And then they look outside and it's 30 feet across They go inside. It's the size of a football stadium and Hell put off says that really is puzzling. And that's the whole thing. Do we understand this? You start looking at this stuff and it looks like, wow, this is not maybe what we think is going on here. Or I have, I, I just interviewed um, uh, Destin Pre- uh, Pre- Preston Dennett, who told me the story. He said, I was with my, my dead mother. My bud- mother died when i was 49 and I have these out of body experiences. And I go in the spirit world. With my mother, she takes me for tours. I said, Hey, you ever talked to Ron Johnson? and and he said no and it said ron johnson told the same story alien that he was dealing with was called lb Elby takes him into the spirit world he's with his dead mother and he's walking around in the spirit world and she takes him to this building and she says it looks like he's a, a mormon guy it looks like a, a temple in nephi utah a mormon temple and he said my mother takes me inside and he said you know what it was like 10 or 100 times the size inside as it was outside i said Hey, that's what the ufo guys say and then he talks about the crystals how the crystals his mother takes him and shows him these crystals coming out of the table and he looks at the crystals and you can see his life You can see all the past events of his life he sees that his dog's crystal he saw his dog was shot because he's looking at his dog's crystal well that's 1988 ufo cover-up live R- richard Doty playing the backlit falcon said the most amazing thing i saw was the aliens had this crystal and they could show the history of the world through this crystal you look at it at a certain angle that's michael newton's journey of souls so you start looking at you go oh man this is this is going to be spiritual this is all connected Uh, all the dead people showing up on ships stuff like that where people want this nuts and bolts thing just the technology don't bother me with the religious nonsense the woo woo stuff i don't want to hear about that and you see that because reed brought it up i do not want to talk about little green men new york times says do not talk about aliens The experiencers, as always, are cut out of the scene. Do not talk about woo-woo. Do not talk about spirituality. Do not talk about consciousness. We're just talking about threats, potential threats, technology. Don't talk about the rest. And I say garbage. We're going to bring the experiencers out to tell us what's actually going on here.
0: Beautiful. Um, Before we, I want to talk about experiences after the next question, but I want you to go deeper into, you said a little earlier, Navy is running this entire thing. What do you mean by that?
4: Well, it always comes up. I remember I I went for the Canadian government. Um, I just did a podcast where I talk about the alien called AFA. Now, AFA said he was was dealt with by everybody. The Canadian government was channeling this. Navy intelligence channeled him in 1954. The CIA, if you've seen the uh, documentary UFOs that has begun, 1979, you'll see Robert Friend from Project Blue Book. Head of Blue Book, goes and tells this story about them channeling AFA at the National Photographic Interpretation Center in Washington, which is the top secret CIA building where they analyzed all the U-2, all the SR-71 photographs and stuff like that. And they do this channeling and AFA flies by the window. They say, we want some proof. AFA says, what do you want? I want us, we want you to show yourself. Go to the window. And they go to the window and this UFO goes flying over top of the Capitol. And all these CIA guys and Navy intelligence guys are all, and this is all recorded. It's put on camera by Robert Blue Book. So when, when I that, that story was, was um, from Frances Swan, who lived in Elliott, Maine. Her neighbor was, was Admiral Knowles from the Navy. He was a submarine commander. And um, so the material, if you see the, the material was being brought to Canada, there was a 1952 piece that was brought by Knowles to Wilbur Smith, who ran the Canadian government program. I went to the Canadians because the Canadians had been told by the Americans, flying saw 1950. Flying saucers exist. It's the most highly classified subject in the United States. Small group headed by Dr. Vannevar Bush is running the show. It's of tremendous significance and mental phenomena may be involved. And so I'm trying to find out from the Canadians, the guys who were still around. I said, well, who is Wilbur talking to? And they said, we're not sure, but I think it was Navy. Then you start looking at this thing. Navy was around before, before the Air Force. So Navy had all, wow. the, all this money that they had developed, all this technology in World War II was in the Navy. So when the Air Force comes along, they, the Air Force says, well, this is UFOs, Lazar. baloney. We've got the money. Get lost. So the Navy kept running the whole thing. If you look at Bob Lazar, what does Bob Lazar said? The Navy was running Area 51. He was working for the Navy. And you see this over and over again. Navy intelligence is doing these channelings. Navy intelligence all over the place. Uh, Eric Walker, who we dealt with, was Navy. Vannevar Bush was Navy. Uh, Arthur Lundahl, the first uh, head of the weird desk at the CIA, Navy, wow. ran the Navy lab that did the analysis of the, the the Robertson panel UFOs, you start seeing it over and again, Navy, 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 Navy. Everybody keeps talking to Navy. If you look at the, the briefing that was done of Trump, what did Trump say? The Navy came in and briefed them. They showed them the videos and he said, oh, the kind of interesting videos I don't believe. Uh, it's Navy all the time. All the sightings. Why are all the sightings just Navy sightings of interactions with the Navy? There's no Army. There's no Air Force. The Navy, I will maintain. The Navy is the key organization. Everybody was looking in the wrong place all the time.
0: Right. Well, the U.S. Navy also has those uh, UFO patents that yeah. you know, have come out. So it makes yeah. so much sense. You just connected quite a few dots right there. All right, so Grant, let's talk about the um, experience of phenomenon because you have fully immersed yourself. I feel like you as a researcher, you fully immersed yourself in the world of the experiences to really try to see it from as many angles as possible. And what, why don't you tell us some of the findings or what you feel about this whole phenomenon?
4: Yeah, usually what, what, what I find is that the, the experiencers, um, I, I would have things like that happened like back in the day. I had six experiencers who predicted 9-11. They saw 9-11 before it happened. I started to realize these people had this weird stuff and they were, they were talking about stuff that uh, was more spiritual and it made sense and whatever. So I started to talk to these people and I would always say the experiencer, Hey, you write this thing down. And once you talk to the experiencer, they got these really incredible stories. They they say, well, I thought about it. And I say, make sure you write it down. So I would help these people publish their books to try to get their books out. And then you start to see these, these connections, these patterns, even this thing with the ET thing, where for example, uh, Sherry Wilde, I've interviewed her a number of times. She's an incredibly important experiencer, has very clear contacts. She's done a lot of regression work on, on what happened to her. And and I, she had the thing where they were telling her, oh, there is Zeta. So she said, those are from Zeta Reticuli. So she hands her book in to the publisher and, and no, no, they said they were from Andromeda. So she hands it into the publisher and he said, hey. He said Da was a uh, Zeta. Yeah, he is. Well, he can't be from Andromeda then. He he's, can be. He's, he's a Zeta. He's got to be from Zeta reticuli. So he said, well, go back and ask him. So she goes back. Hey, Da, are you actually an alien? And he said, no, that would not best describe who I am. And I started to see this pattern of, of experiencers who would actually ask. And Nancy Tremaine who was another. I did her first book, and then I did the four to her second book. She said, We've, are you an alien? And they said, we have always been here. I had a, an in, interaction with um, two women in London, England, who are dealing with three beings called the beings. And they wanted an interview. The, they said, the beings want to talk to you. And so they went in this trans channel thing. And the being said, we've always been here. You're the visitor. And you start to see this thing. And they keep d- doing this thing where you start to realize that this is this spiritual thing where it's almost like Ray Hernandez. If you've ever interviewed Ray Hernandez, Maybe when that. he got pulled into uh, off the freeway into this uh contact modality thing where they showed him the wheel, the wheel was spinning and they said, it's all the same thing. Paranormal phenomena, remote viewing, uh, channeling, mediumship, UFO experiences, quantum physics, and the middle is consciousness and the wheel is spinning. You got to quit parsing this stuff. So I knew this thing with contact modalities that we're parsing this stuff. We're trying to put it into little boxes because we're very left-brained and left, left brain wants nouns. It wants everything in little boxes. It wants at rational analytical stuff. It's a right brain world. It's a female right brain world where it's all one thing. It's all connected. There are no nouns. Everything is Deepak Chopra says. Everything is an activity inside consciousness. That's all there is, is consciousness. And we keep going back to, well, it looks like this and it looks like that. And it's got material and we get some technology and whatever. And so we sort of get this uh, thrown off. But the experiences to me were so important where I started to bring them out and to talk to them. And I would ask these questions, especially when I'd get them when they were brought into the spirit world, or they would say they were out of their body or the portal thing a number of them had the portal and i would get to describe exactly what the portal what happened was a portal thing because the cia kept in indicating that the the anti-gravity stuff was all nonsense but the portal stuff was real and so when the as the experiencers started talking about the portals and then i got to the mission rama thing with the zendras where they aren't dealing with greys, they're not dealing with reptilians, or they're dealing with these these human nine foot tall beings, and they're being brought to other worlds and stuff like that, or the AFA one, where I remember AFA said he was from Uranus. And then I I talked to the, the Canadian guy, the metallurgist said to me, let me make something very clear, Grant. Wilbur and I, at no time, believed he was from Uranus. And so the old idea was in 1895, what did they say? These, they had these wooden ships flying around, 10,000 sightings in the United States. Wooden ships with sails on them and, and the big lights on them and stuff like that. And they would land and they say, where are you from? And they say, we're from Mars and so in 1895 people believe that they actually flew in on that wooden ship from mars so i think what's happening is wow. it's it's a phenomena that feeds into our belief system and as we evolve it changes the way the way we're changing and and now they're talking about multi-dimensional uh we're from you know the you know, fifth dimension the 11th dimension but we haven't talked about that for a long time that the phenomena i've been in it so long that i realized the phenomena keeps changing that crop circles only started in 1982 there there was angel hair which most people don't even know that happened there's no windows anymore in crafts landing traces where they land and have the pod marks hasn't happened for 25 years the phenomena keeps changing it's doing this it's doing that and now we got the orbs we didn't have the orbs we got the light language we didn't have light language in 75 we didn't even know about missing time in 75 or abductions in 75 and stuff like that it's it's a phenomena that i will maintain is a lot less physical than people think it is i used to think Jacques Vallée was crazy But now I see where where he's going is, for example, one experiencer from from Israel tells a story. They're green beings. So they're they're like grays, except they're green, like a like a a pea. They're as green as can be. And, And they say to him, when we come into your world, we take on a body. We have to take on a body, but we can take on any body we want. We don't have to. And you can do the same thing. You just don't realize it. And he said when they left. They all held hands, these green beings, and they made this circle and they started to circle and circle and circle and circle and circle, faster, faster, faster. And suddenly they became translucent. And then, boop, they were, they were they were into this ball of light and the ball of light disappeared, which is now what people are talking about. These aliens are inside the orbs and they're moving around and they come out of the orbs. Or if you see Mike Mar- uh, Mark Sims, Mark Sims, you assume because he was at a CE5 event with Stephen Greer, and this, this thing appears. And then he goes and does a CE5, and this Tejabar appears, and he's with Tejabar for 13 days. And then I say, Well, where's he from? He said, He wasn't from anywhere. He's from the earth from 4,000 years ago. He looked like a gray. And then you start wondering, You know, where are these things actually from? And that's what I think the disclosure of the government is. They really don't know. You, They've got bodies, they've got crafts, but they really don't know. Or you get this idea where they're gifting this stuff, where these crashes may be happening on purpose. Definitely the stuff. And I even asked Jacques Vallée, and he seemed to agree. I said, come on, Jacques. I mean, it flies across the galaxy, and then little pieces start falling off the craft. This doesn't make any sense. It looks like gifting. And then Jacques Vallée says, oh, I kind of came up with that idea. And that's the whole idea is it's all orchestrated that it may be like a big play, like all the all the worlds of stage, all the men and women and aliens are but actors. We have our entrances and our exes. So we make this deal with the gray. OK, you come in and you do this. and We're going to do this. And we're doing this play and we we make the mistake that we think we're the actor. We are not the actor on the stage. We are playing an actor on a stage big difference because we were king henry the in high school in a play doesn't mean we're king henry the eighth we're playing a role we have to remember who we actually are we are the person who's observing we are the quiet one that's watching we keep thinking we're actually in here we're actually a human being they're actually aliens and we're fighting against each other and we fall into the illusion of the physical world
3: hey. Hey, hey, Grant, where's it all going now? Where are we heading if you could see into the future? I, I think
4: everything's gonna work the way it always does. I mean, everybody's gonna get their own thing. The the world is eternal. So we want the end. We want, figure this out. Give me all the answers right now. It's going to go on forever. It's never going to end. So they're going to get their money. They're going to play their little game. And they're going to maybe get some technology, some metal technology that that some people have talked about. They got metal technology and stuff like that. But it's it's just going to continue. Almost like, uh, if you remember, David Bohm said, and he was, he was really ridiculed for this. He said, you know, when you figure out that quantum physics stuff. There's just another level below the quantum physics stuff, and they said no, there's not, and that's the way it looks like. It's it's almost the I, I was I I lost my internet connection for two days, so I read the book Seth. I read Seth. I I I'd, I'd heard. I mean, I'd read a little bit before. I could not believe it. Where even this concept that God. Even God doesn't know whether he's the original thing or whether someone created him. It's this idea that there is no beginning and no end. It is so complex. And the world actually gets more and more complex that we are creating these multi-dimensions, that we are creating this, the more and more, the the world gets more complex and the universe gets more complex and more levels and more dimensions. And it's this creation of, of, uh, making this amazing universe that will always go on so this is just a a blimp in the thing again it comes back to us figuring out what is our role why did we come into the world what are we supposed to do if we agree that we came in and the world's a stage we came in for a particular reason what's our role what are we supposed to be doing what's our little thing and that's where you follow the synchronicities when the synchronicities start to, to to fall into place then you know you're on the right path
3: but we make the mistake do you, think we that, think- do, you, do you think the government's ever going to acknowledge yes we are aliens i'm not saying they are aliens but do you think they'll ever say we're not alone
4: um they will but they have, they've got to cage it i mean unless i'm mistaken but i don't think they know where these things are from that's you all you see everybody's saying that same sort of thing uh, jim semivan said that they he called them ultra-terrestrials the idea that they're from here they created us and they talk through symbols but this idea that we, we have the game we're falling into this idea that they are actually some sort of creatures from some sort of planet or whatever, uh, even the, like I, I, I laugh about the, the even the thing with Pleiades so they say we're from Pleiades and it's like well Pleiades has 800 stars. So why are they using the word Pleiades? And they're using stuff that fits to us. Almost like if you know the, the uh, um, Barbara Streisand stepson is an experiencer. He contacted me years ago and he said that he had the being. He said to the being, put something in my head. If you're an actual alien, put something in my head. I don't know already. And they gave him this biocentrics. And he goes, what's that? What's that? And he goes, I look it up on the Internet. And, and he starts this whole thing about biocentrics. And they told him when we come to deal with you, we have to look in your head and whatever's in your head, that's what we use to teach you a lesson. We have no choice. And I think the world works that way, is that you, everything happens on your level. So there is no, we want, because we're the Western world, we want everything yesterday. Give it to me right now, figure it out, you know, like, you give me the whole thing. And I don't think it's ever going to unravel that way. It's just going to keep going and going. The the idea that they have something that's a hundred times the in size inside as it is outside, that's the kind of stuff that they're trying to they're gonna play the fear game. Oh, we got to get it before China, we got to get it before Russia. Uh, there the, the internal briefings are look at this. That's why the whole 22 million dollars was spent. It was not spent to do UFOs. You know how it, it was awesome. It was spent because this defense intelligence guy was invited to Skinwalker Ranch and this metallic infinity sign appeared that only he could see and it was floating around the room and then they went there because they wanted to figure out the port manifestation thing that was going on at Skinwalker Ranch it had nothing to do with ufo's the the a tip thing was only a little bit of the program the main program was how do you get four bulls into a locked trailer How do you make the woman's groceries disappear? She comes into the room, puts all the groceries away, and then comes goes out and comes back in, and all the groceries are back in the bag. That's what they're trying to figure out, the paranormal stuff. How does this work? I mean, if we can go through metal, if we can do all this kind of stuff. So that's what they're looking at is this technology. And to the military, it's always going to come down to this technology. Can we build weapons with it? In fact, I just posted a quote by Wilbur Smith, who said in 1959 he had created gravity control two percent gravity control and he said we've got it he went to the national research council and they wanted him to write it down he said i'm not going to write it down you're going to come and grab it and just take take it and take all the material away from me and he said his wife said he came home he took the experiment apart and he said they're probably just going to make bombs out of it anyway and he never spoke about it again but he had been given by the beings the gravity control stuff with this experiment that he was working on in 1959. So we wanted everything, but again, it comes down, we come into the world, we're here to learn something. We're not here to get something. It's the old idea that they, we, we believe that the camel can go through the eye of the needle. We believe this material world, that is rape, pillage, kill, and steal. Whoever's got the most toys when they die wins. We've got to realize that's not why we're here. We're here to learn stuff. And it comes down to our individual thing that, con- that re- disclosure will take place when enough experiencers come forward and make everybody realize, Something bizarre is going on and it is not technologically based. It's spiritual. we got the same sort of thing with psychedelics. You know, psychedelics, there's 40 labs in the United States, 20 in Europe. There's a psychedelics explosion that is way more dramatic than what's happening in the UFO field. Consciousness, the veil is ripping wide open. All sorts of people are realizing there's life after death. That's where the thing with the these. Uh, Coleman, uh, the uh, CPR was developed. Before that, there was no near-death experiences. Then suddenly, we realized, oh man, these people have any near-death experiences. These psychedelic people are are dealing with aliens and. And they're being abducted. 25% of all people on DMT have the abduction experience. And you start realizing like, man, it's a weird world. And what it's coming down to is people are realizing there's a spiritual component to the universe and science is fighting it. And you and I are leading the thing to say it is more than a material world. There is a spiritual component to this whole thing. Or even the fact as, as uh, Niels Bohr said, I can say as an authority, the guy who won the Nobel prize for the atom, there is no such thing as matter. It's the old idea. Consciousness is primary. Nothing gets behind consciousness. That's where it's turning, whether it's quantum physics or psychedelics or UFOs, people are starting to realize it is not the world that you are being taught. But if you're, if you went to, um, MIT and you paid $45,000 a year for tuition, you're not about to, flush it down the drain. That's why I said, if, when this disclosure comes, the people that may be the most affected are the scientists who are gonna be fighting for the cyanide pills. Because they're gonna realize everything that they've been putting out for years is total nonsense. That we are on the leading edge. We have the answer. We know through experiences, through people who are channeling, through all these types of uh, breaks into the field, into the non-local field. We know there's something beyond the physical world. The disclosure is for us to do, to change the world, to make them realize this is a different world than the material world. It is a spiritual world, and we are not here to gather material stuff.
3: Uh, you want something to say, JJ? I completely agree with Brian. Oh, JJ, I'm here. In... They have always looked at this that way and looked to put a cosmology... Uh, of a greater multiverse in, in, in play so aliens are just an aspect of this greater reality that we're coming into it's obvious right so yeah.
4: you even get like the the, the, the stuff that comes now that, that's the big thing that's happened with the disclosure i'll give them this this disclosure effort has completely flipped the idea because before you could not talk about ufos now it's like oh these people are right all along And now we can talk, we can start talking about spiritual stuff and we can talk about all this kind of stuff and nobody's going to laugh us out of the room. People starting to realize these people may be onto something here. And that's when, so, so when you get guys like, like Donald Hoffman, who comes out and says, there, there's really no physical world. Everything's an icon on the desktop and you can never really touch reality. Or if you get the, the, the simulated universe theory and stuff like that, nobody laughs at it anymore. Everybody goes, well, let me take a look at that. And that's where it's changing. Even the, the science is starting to move down that, that aspect, realizing that the world is more complex and it may be less physical than people think it is. And it has these spiritual components where before we would nobody would listen to us but i think the the, this disclosure has opened it up for us in terms of describing the fact that that it is a different world and people will listen to us
0: definitely ellen
4: and people have been in like jj has been in a lot that's why it's so important to listen to experiencers is you want to find people 40 percent of all experiencers say at one point during their experience they knew the answer to everything in the universe near-death experience people 31% say at one point during their experience, they knew the answer to everything in the universe. So there is no time. There is no space. Everything's in the field. All the answers are in the field. And you got to find the people who have been in the field, the people who have gotten into the non-local field and gotten material and brought it back. That's the real answers. Everybody else is just guessing. If you're the government, you're doing left-brain, rational, analytical, fill in the holes nonsense, you can skip ahead a couple thousand years by going in the field, figuring out a way to get in there like JJ did, Get the material, bring it back out. Those are the people we got to be listening to, not the people who are trying to fill in the holes and guess as to what's going on. There are people who have the answers who have been in the field, who have been told stuff by the intelligence, and we got to start listening to these people. JJ. I agree with you, Grad. You you put it together with remarkable power of the mind. I congratulate you for understanding the spiritual components and also the ultra-terrestrial side, which rarely enters into any conversation of importance, but the ultra-terrestrial will play this role eventually as we begin to go into what is beyond the ET, what is beyond, as it were, what I call the extra celestial, and all of these other labels that are fanciful ways of saying, wait, there's something there that's more important uh, and that connects all the parts. So keep up your great work. Yeah, thank, thank you for what you did. That's the thing is, I, I think it gives you some some help now that more people are going to listen to you than they would have 30 years ago. Because now people are more open to this thing. And uh, that's the biggest thing I think this disclosure has brought us is it's opened up the field where if the New York Times can talk about it, then you can talk about crazy stuff now.
3: Right. And people can share their personal experience. I mean, 73, JJ had this off world experience. He was taken to. And now they're getting more popular than ever. JJ and Desiree. Yeah, It's almost called the new norm, which is fabulous because. Years ago, people didn't even know what a pyramid was when we were talking about it, now everyone understands those vortexes, sacred areas, and this is all, and higher dimensions, multi-universes. Well, you know, Sergio Magana, who's a Toltec, um, he collected Toltec prophecies, he says we're in the time of the sixth sun now, the Nagual sun, where things are more about energy rather than matter. It's more about the internal as opposed to the external. And this has been a shift that just happened, he said, the last eclipse on May 26, where we're now in this new time, and things will be valued differently. So that's what we're seeing now, according to what you're doing, Grant. And you mentioned David Bohm, of course, he talked about the implicate order being before it is also implicate consciousness reality. So it's late that you're on to that, and, and I think this is the tide that's turning in the UFO, in the UFO discovery. Even um, Richard Doty, who I met at the Megacon, oh, yeah. was kind of, I mean, he's the guy behind the weird, all that stuff, and he's sort of apologized almost for all the uh, things he had to do when he was working for the government. So I'm yeah. going to be interviewing him at some
4: point. Yeah, so- you... You have to have empathy because it is a in the United States it is a material world where it's uh, you know your rags to riches type stuff and you earned the technology and a better lifetime and stuff like that. But uh, again, it goes back to this idea that the world is developing. Even if you go back to uh, Max Planck, who told a story with his professor in eighteen seventy four, said, "No, nah, no, nah, don't don't go into physics." It's all been solved. Don't worry. There's, you're wasting your time going into physics. And we're starting to re, we realize that the world gets more and more, more grand as we go along. It's bigger. It's more magnificent. I, I Just unbelievable when you start looking at this stuff. And that's what you have to look at is you got to look at the anomalies and realize that the anomalies tell you something's wrong with your worldview. If the, if, if the worldview was right, the anomalies wouldn't be happening. So that's why it's so important with the stuff that people are experiencing is you can learn something from it. And the more you learn, the more you realize it is not the world that we thought it was.
3: But that goes back to Thomas Kuhn, who was the mentor to John Mack. He said, look at the anomalies to see what's wrong with the worldview. If there's anomalies, your worldview is not right. It's something off there. So it goes back to the scientific, theories of scientific revolution, which was a breakthrough book in the early 60s that sort of said, kind of named that idea of paradigm right there. So anyway, Neil, thank you for this opportunity. It's always great to listen to Grant because he's so full of energy and enthusiasm. And and Grant has all the moving parts. Like he's he's looked at it all. And um, I think though, Grant, we're about to go into some unknown times, which makes it really exciting.
4: Something yeah, and, we, and and I, I said the other thing that we have on our side is Danny Sheehan's about to go uh, public tonight with an update on Uh, his latest meeting at the Pentagon. And I say that changes everything. When you get Danny Sheehan on our side and he's inside the the Pentagon, get ready. He's he's not going to be fooled. Uh, He's going to unveil some stuff and he's going to move some stuff and he's not going to keep it quiet. So I think we have that going on our side. I'm pretty optimistic about the whole thing. But again, it comes down to this idea that it's not about what we get, it's about what we do. That we are the ones that we got to figure out what is our role in this In terms of what we're doing right now, how can we make the ball move down the field? How can we help? Why did we come into the world? We must have come into the world for some specific reason. And I always go back to the thing that we all may have had a a deal before we came in. Okay, Alan, you're going to do this. I'm going to do this. We're going to have this interview and and this idea, the Newton idea, that that it's all sort of planned, and we we go through the river of forgetfulness and we sort of forget why we came here and people get into that stuff. They start to believe they're the actor on the stage. They actually believe the ego and that's all there is and whatever. And they forget who they actually are. Or the one I I always bring up is, is Whitley Strieber when Anne dies. And I don't know if Whitley even still gets as much as I get out of it, but Anne says, Whitley, I'm no longer Anne but I'll always be and to you. And mm. that's the whole thing. We can, we play the role, we go off. Okay, now we're gonna play another role. And thank you, Alan, you played the role with me. We're on the stage. You were great, man, oh, just fantastic. And if you look at it that way, then you, I think you start doing the right thing in terms of figuring out what I must do. Cause we like to get into the ego thing. We like to get into the government's picking on us. Why don't they tell us what's going on? We wanna know, you know, like a little kid, like waiting for Santa Claus to come or whatever. And that's not what it's about. It's about this game. Of We got to play the game. We're in the Super Bowl. Like, my God, we do, what are we going to do? Let's, let's move this thing along. And the more you look at it, the more excited you get because you start to realize that the answers are there and you can figure this thing out. And, and, you, and you're, you're dealing with uh, people that, that are very uh, spiritually evolved. I, I just think it's a fantastic time.
3: No, I talked to Stephen Bassett yesterday. He thinks this idea about moving the ball down the field. He thinks we're about to score a touchdown. I didn't want to tell him, Steve, that moved the goalposts. <laughs> you know, like yeah. so, right, moving the ball down the field—that's what we're doing, right?
4: He just wants vindication because he worked on it since 1996. He gave up his career yeah. and lived lived in you know on the street for all these years, and he wants vindication that he that he was right. But again, oh, he's he, going to get
3: that. It, yeah. It's, it's
4: ultimately it comes down to this idea that. When you when you start seeing the connections with the spirit world and people describing uh, things and you go like wow that's exactly the same thing, then you start to realize like this is all really connected, and it's it's way more complex than people think, it. and that's probably why they can't. So that's why they keep saying that's why Reed says we're not going to talk about little green men. Uh, don't bring up aliens, Lester Kaines. do No, we're not going to bring up aliens, and they they want it to stop, and we can't let them stop it. We cannot go this just look at the threat and the technology, whatever our job is to push it. You know, we're going to go farther. We want to bring up the aliens. We want to bring up the spirituality. We want to bring up near-death experiences, out-of-body experiences. We want to tie all this stuff in. And uh, that that's our job is to move that ball down the field. uh, Whereas a lot of people just want the, the sort of the vindication that they were right. And it's almost like I was told, like I've gotten some downloads. The one thing they said to me is, okay, so when you get disclosure, what are you going to do? Are y'all going back to church? And it's like, and that's true. If like the government tells you today, okay, we knew. What difference does that make? What difference does it make whether I believe or you believe or the government believes? How does that change my life? It doesn't change my life at all. Everybody's just going to go and you got to go do your job tomorrow. The, the thing that matters is what how is it changing us. It really doesn't matter if the government knows or they don't know or who knows in the government or whatever. It, it's about what we're doing, what we are here on Earth
3: to do. Well, it, it connects us to a larger cosmos. It, it opens our minds to the fact that we're not freaks of nature, that life is abundant. It gives a little more purpose, like you're saying. And um, I think that gives value to people's lives, that we're part of a bigger cosmology. and um... but, we have, but we have to do that. We're, we're the ones that have to do that because most
4: people still don't want to do it. They, that's where they say, don't bring up aliens. No, no, no. We're, we're into technology like, uh, and, uh, and curiosity. That's what Walker said to us. Right. Hey, Walker says, let me, let me t- tell you what. You're just curious. Admit it. You, just, you want me to talk because you're just curious. And then the guy went, well, no, look, why should we change the rules to satisfy your curiosity? And it's this idea where people are just curious. They just want to know. It's like there's nothing on TV. We used to, in, in, the, in the late, the early 20th century, we used to do seances. There's nothing to do. Like there's nothing going on. So let's do a sound. Talk to some dead people. Now we go out and look for skywatch and look for aliens and stuff like that. And we're just—it's like for a lot of people, it's entertainment. We can't allow it to be entertainment. We have to get the message across to people. This is something very important in your life and it's not got to do with technology and it's not got to do with the right. government. This has got to do with the, what you are as a human being and where you came from and who you actually are. That's the message we've got to get. And that's our job to do. That's not the government's job because I don't think the government has a clue that they, they, they even said, remember Stephen Greer, when he talked to that Republican congressman and the guy said, we're we're hundred percent behind you. We're, we're, we're right there with you, baby. But we can't, this is, this is dynamite. We can't, you get the parade going. And then we'll lead the parade. So you cannot wait for the politicians to lead the parade. We've got to get it going. That's our job. You know, too much is is expected.
3: We know. Mark Sims Sims and Danny Sheehan want to start a people's movement. I think we should all join it. And, um, you know,
0: that's what we're doing.
3: That, that's okay. where I. That's
4: where I say you got to. You got to figure out what you're going to do to move this ball down the field. The other thing I did last week or a couple. I've done a couple now. Is everybody's talking about oh the evil Chinese man? They're they're the worst. I mean the Chinese are the bad guys. So I said anybody ever talked to the damn Chinese? So <laughs> I actually had a couple of meetings and I had a meeting with this guy and I don't know if you saw the, saw the interview or heard about the interview I did with this guy. This guy's never talked to anybody outside China. He's done UFOs for 31 years and the translator was inside China and he said he said you know what he said. I, I, he kept calling me American uh, International Media. He thought I was like 60 Minutes or something. And he's he's this Chinese guy, like, in talking to this international media. And he said last night I had had a dream. He said they came to me last night. He said they were fixing my throat. They were getting me ready to do the interview. <laughs> and, wow. and this guy's just thrilled. And they're just like ordinary people, like you and I. And that's our our job is to to realize everybody's one. We're all one thing. We're all the you know souls all cells in a body and to to move it along and not get into this whole thing about fear because that's what people are being motivated by they're being yeah. motivated by fear because people want money you you make people fearful they become like she like sheep and then you just take their money and they're willing to give you their money so we we've got to stay away from the fear we've got to get to the thing and tell people this is this is the most amazing story if you understand what's going on and it will input it will influence your life because you'll realize that you are more than just a physical body. It is not a random, meaningless. You're not a, a, a biological robot in a random, meaningless universe. It is much different. You've been scammed. This is and it's a positive thing. It's got to do with love. It's got to do with oneness. It's got to do with all that kind of stuff and that's the message and that's our job we cannot expect the government to do that they they're just basically doing their little thing trying to get reelected you got to have empathy for them that's not their they'll do their job but we have to do our job
0: right and that's the thing contact is already happening and as you know people have direct contact you know whether it's the contactee experience or whether it's groups of people down in south america actually communicating with extraterrestrials even seeing them in the physical form so the fact that we're concentrating so much time and energy on the government disclosure um if, if if it really gets down to the bottom line of what is it? Who are these people or these beings that are behind the craft right? or doing this? What is this phenomena? What is the origin of it? I really don't feel that the um, the US government is probably going to be the best spokesperson or any government's going to be the best spokesman for humanity. Who's going to be the best spokespeople is going to be humanity. And people are doing the inner work, releasing the trauma, Uh, focusing on their spirituality. Those are the ones that are getting contact. So I feel that contact is going to happen like it's happening now in small groups. And then we're just going to have to expand through that, right? It's a grassroots movement.
4: Yeah. People don't realize that the intelligence agencies, I can refer to Jim Semivan. As soon as Jim Semivan retired, he went to Chris Butzel and the, everybody's been there. The gen- generals, the Air Force asked them, well, how do you fly a craft? He has all these people, NASA, Tyler D from, Na- from NASA comes to him and everybody's going. So why are they coming? People got to realize that the intelligence agencies, the only place they get their information is from the people. So when you have people who are doing contact, they go and talk to them and say, yes. who are you talking to? How are you doing it? They're trying to, we're, they're, they're watching. And that's what, if you, I, I refer to this thing where Kit Green, who was, who ran the remote viewing program, he's a control officer for remote viewing program and has been in UFOs and paranormal phenomena and stuff his whole career at the CIA. And now he's doing contracting stuff. He goes to G, to Penniston in 2013 or th- 14 or whatever. He says, I, we, we need your DNA. We want to do a MRI. And and Penniston says, hey, you're not getting out of here. I want to know what you're doing. What, what are you doing? And he admits that he's on a contract that Bob Bigelow is running the contract. There's eight people, and they're looking at experiencers and they're doing, they're doing DNA and MRI. So, if the government is looking at the experiencers, why would we not look at the experiences? At least there, some of them are doing that, is tapping in. Or if you, I have the, the leaked tape by Kit Green, where he's talking to this K. Uh, K, K Randall May who is the kid green says 95% accurate on medical material the most accurate psychic you would ever seen in his life and he's talking to her and he's saying well, who are we dealing with just oh there's this uh there's this 12th dimensional uh thing and it's uh there's a portal opening off the coast of California and there's uh they, they, they're they're fixing the faults off the coast of California and stuff like that and Kit and Kit green's going hang on hang on they write that down and he's listening to them and that's what we got to do is you got to you got to realize there's some people who have gotten in the field you got to figure out who they are and that they're being told stuff, because I've, I've had the download at 2012, 2017, almost like JJ, when you go into the field and, and you it's like you're talking to God. It's like people say, how do you know it's for real? I don't know, but I just know. I, I know what I was told was real and nothing has ever turned out to be wrong. So when you start getting that material, you realize other people are in the field too. So when someone says you know that they had this experience, so what'd they tell you? And you start comparing the notes and you start to realize that we are being helped. We are being given information from the other side But you got to listen to the people who are in the field who have got the material and start cross-indexing that stuff because I don't think the government has that stuff. They're watching the experiences the same as you and I are supposedly watching the experiences.
1: I just got to say that uh, everything that exists and uh, all the extraterrestrials that are out there, either physical or spiritual, they're all an expression of the infinite source. Uh, We're all one. Regardless whether you come from another galaxy, another universe, it doesn't really matter whether you're an ant or you're a bee or you're a human or a tree. They're all an expression of the one infinite source. And uh, really, I had a few questions for you, Grant. And as you were talking, you pretty much answered them all for me. So. <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 I
4: say the oneness message is the key message, according to what, what I've learned. Uh, f- the free survey showed 54% of experiences say they were talked about oneness and love. So you look at that, and if you see, uh, the guy who wrote The Children of the Greys, uh, Brett Oldham, he said at one point, he was on with the tall gray on the ship, and he got he, he hated the greys, and he said to the tall gray, hey, let me ask you a question. What's your concept of God? And the tall gray says, we are one with the one who is all. Bashar, we are the, the one are the all, the all are the one. And you hear this over and over, and all the Seth, and the law of one, and you go through all this stuff, and you start, it's the same thing. Oneness, oneness. Or Edgar Cayce, 1929 or whatever, he said, oneness should be the first lesson for the first six weeks. Oneness of this, oneness, of oneness, oneness. He naming all this oneness stuff. It is a key message. The fact that we are one, that we are all together, we're all one source. And that when you get into division, me versus you, good versus bad, uh, and that's where it's all breaking down, where we have this division. And the basic, I think the message that we're being given is you get this together or you're gone. You simply cannot continue to fight with each other, and uh, you have to realize you're all the same, same source. You're all part of God, and that's the message you're trying to. And that's the same message that channelers get, and mediums get, and people in the spirit world get. It's it's basically that key message of oneness. I I agree with you, Grant. And this is the time of the gathering where we all have to gather our efforts. Of joy, love, and wisdom together. And this is what the indigenous elders know that I've been talking to from South America and Central America. We just see North America have to wake up and smell the coffee and get on with the greater unity message.
3: Yeah, right. I agree.
4: 100%. Great wisdom. We appreciate that very much.
3: Yeah. And I think this is why, like you say, Grant, the government doesn't know what to tell us because they aren't on that level. They're just looking at hardware. Or, uh, But Alessandro's close. He's mentioned interdimensionality in some interviews. Yeah,
4: you see that. That's the thing where they don't go there. Same thing. They won't go there either because at one point he's being interviewed by the debrief. And she says, okay, is this on-world or off-world? And he goes, well, hang on. There's other options. And I remember the experiencer, Yossi Ronan from Israel contacted me. He said, did you hear what he said? We did an interview where we play the tape of what he said. And he knows... He knows this connection. That's why it, it upsets me when it goes to this. You know, the, the uh, this could be a threat. You got footprints in your living room or whatever. It's like, give your head a shake. You know exactly what's going on here.
3: He knows this thing that oh, it's not just. His- and admitted that on, on your show, Grant, when he said to Alessandro, do these higher ups think it's a threat? And Alessandro says, well, no one seems to be concerned. He said that on your show, right? Uh,
4: well, yeah, Semivan uh, uh, not. Semivan, uh, Sheehan was he told that to Sheehan, and that's where Sheehan said, Well, if that's not your message, why are you putting it out? But the reason they're putting it out is because if you don't scare the living daylights out of Congress, you're not getting a dime. That's what Semivan told Melinda Leslie, you know, when she said, What, what could I do that would upset you so much that you never talked to me again? She said, Mess with the money. She said, He said it four times, Do not mess with the money. We're going after money from Congress. Donut, you can say whatever you want. Make up all the stories you want. Just don't mess with the money that we're going to get from Congress. And whatever they're going to use it, hopefully they use it for UFO research. But what you're seeing, I, I, I fear about what's happening now, is people say, oh, we're getting disclosure. What have we actually been disclosed? They briefed, they briefed Congress. We know that. They went in to brief Congress. What did, they, what did they tell them? We can't tell you. Elizondo, I'll tell you what. Elizondo was briefing people in Canada. What did he tell them? I have no idea. I was helping the Canadian people. I don't know what he told them. There's nothing different. It's just another level of secrecy. We still don't know what's going on. That we know that people are being told. We know the government knows. Now we know Congress knows. And they're not talking either. How does that get us? The experiencers, that's why I'm bringing these experiences together on Friday. They will tell you exactly. If you believe them, if you don't ridicule them, they'll tell you exactly what they were told. They will tell it in great detail and they'll be proud to tell it. And they're all anxious to get on and tell what their message is. And that's the whole thing. What's the message from the intelligence on the other side? That's where we need to go with this thing. Because the government still is not going to tell you anything. This money will all disappear disappear. disappear black into the black hole and they're going to develop some new technology, get some new people to help them, whatever. But as for the public, what have we been told? We've been told nothing since this thing started.
2: Question I have for you, Grant, is do you think that do you think that maybe by people being disappointed by this disclosure that was, you know, that we think is going to come out in this way, you think it's going to create some kind of like hunger to know this knowledge further, at least with like the regular person or somebody who isn't into this actual community?
4: Yeah, I, th- I think this is, um, I've said this years ago, I said, when the major media figure figures out they've been had, it's over. And that's what's happened. This, the, the, this, this, whatever this report that comes out, this is just the lighting of the bomb. The bomb is going to go off because the media is going to go BS. And they're going to start digging. They're going to realize that there's some there's a story here, and once you get the 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 media going after it, so I think this is just this is going to spiral out of control. The government has really got their hands full because anything they admit, if they say okay, yeah, but we can't talk about it, uh, the media is not going to let that go. Everybody's going to realize there's there's Pulitzer prizes here, there's all this kind of stuff, and and that's if you heard the interview that. Um, um what's his name from new york times uh blumenthal did he said i can't even do a ufo story on this anymore because all the top reporters are working on it and that's what the situation you get is people are going to be so upset when this report comes out and there's going to be which is that and that's one of the reasons they probably don't want to release it is because if you release one thing it just leads to the next question you least that leads to another question. That's why you don't want to get this thing going. That's why Barack Obama, uh, that's what uh, Clinton said. It's like the tar baby. You don't touch it. Just leave it alone and and work on it in the background. And when they come to the president, if, the, if something happens, we can come and brief you, we'd tell you, just leave it alone, Mr. President. That's what they told Jim Semivan. When Jim Semivan had the experience with the beings in his room with his wife, he went to uh, Pandolfi at CIA and he said, I had these beings in my room last night. And then Pandolfi said, you don't have a need to know. He said, I don't have a need to know. You bring your boss's boss in here and we'll see what doesn't need to know. They bring in the head of the CIA in to talk to him. He said, Jim, pretend it's a one-off, leave it alone. This will ruin your career. Do not touch it. And that's what they tell, I'm guaranteed to tell the president. But once they start they start to leak, you can see it's accelerating and accelerating and accelerating. I think it's just the beginning of the end. I don't know what's going to unravel, but you're going to see a lot of stuff coming out. Not because the government wants to release it, even the thing where they said do not answer questions this thing where they i think semi or sheen said do not a- answer questions because you get these contradictions and it just leads to more foias so don't make any statements that's what they're uh, telling the press people and that's the problem is the more they talk about it the bigger this bomb leave. is going to go and it's going to accelerate it it's just starting i believe once they release the report it's really going to start unraveling
0: right and I feel no matter what happens, the result's gonna be a profound one, right? right? If they deny extraterrestrials, just the fact that they've released what they have and we can see these craft doing things that we can't imagine possible in without current technology, that in itself is a profound realization when we get to the end of that. And then if it goes into the extraterrestrial, interdimensional thing, of course, that's that's gonna be amazing as well. But it reminds me of what Luis Alessandro had said on 60 Minutes, that the It's not that what they're doing, what we've seen these craft do is impossible. It's only that currently these are theories. It's theoretical. And we know in theory it's possible, but we're seeing something, someone out there actually doing what we know in theory is real, right?
4: And the other thing I think we have to remember is that there's two sides to the story. That's why I'm bringing the experiences out to tell what the intelligence is doing. If you take a look at the Nimitz, what happened to the Nimitz? So they're sitting there and they're for a week, they're flying around trying to get the attention. They say, hey, we're over here, come on, we're over here. Like, and then suddenly they they scramble the jets and then they send the one under, go under the water and make big bubbles. Here they come. And they, they, they go and the thing drops from it's from 80,000 feet down to sea level in seven eighths of a second. So why did they do that? Is that a pre-abduction maneuver? And, and well, then they were on the ground as far, Fravor flew over the thing. Would look like a like a like a, uh, a fly inside a bottle, and it's bouncing around all over the place. So what are they doing? The you got to remember the intelligence is disclosing as well. That's the way they're doing it. They're doing. Why do UFOs have lights on them? So you can see them. They they're they're playing this game of here we are making us think. What's going on? What's going on? And doing all these weird things. They're pushing it. They're giving information to the experiencers who have made this pre-life, pre-birth agreement to come in to move this message so you get past the interference of. of
3: also, what Alessandro says, the phenomena is now quantum physics. That was in the ATIP documents. And if we look at it in terms of quantum physics, we have to operate not with a linear mind, but with a multiple perspective. It goes down to the observer. The observer effect is key, like you're saying, Grant. So I think the ETs, whoever's flying those crap, know how to use consciousness to manipulate time and space and really transcend everything that's shocking to us in terms of linear physics so this is what the phenomenon is showing us i agree with you
4: yeah and and the the thing with quantum physics is the non-locality the whole idea that everything is connected everything's one you're starting to see these things all line up where you can you can cross index one to the other like how many how many times did you see quantum physics talked about in the UFO community in the 1970s or 80s? Everybody gives a lecture now. They're talking about the dual slit experiment and uh, you know the the spooky action at a distance. Everybody knows all the stuff's connected to UFOs. It's all the same thing, and so that that's.
3: My my lecture at Contact in the Desert is what John Mack said. If we're going to understand this thing, we need other ways of knowing. So I talk about the link between consciousness, quantum physics, and UFOs. They all operate on non-locality. So there's this triangulation of meaning that I express. And it's all about abstract thought. It's all about symbolic meaning. And this is what I think how we need to think. We can no longer collapse the wave function but keep it fluid. Everything is in process. There's no definitive results. This is other ways of knowing in my theory.
4: Yeah. And, and so I, I, I'm optimistic in terms of the the thing that's really changed is the perspective of the physical world that people are realizing it's not the physical world. We thought it was, whether it's quantum physics or UFOs or the near death experience stuff. Uh, That's what the shift is. And it has to happen before we, Annihilate ourselves with this idea about me versus you uh, good guys versus bad guys and all this kind of stuff. We we have to make that move. And uh, I think we're making it pretty fast where that is unraveling, not just the UFO stuff, but the whole concept of the, the world is not what we thought it was. And and the, the way it's explained it to me was the wrong blocks was, you know, we used to believe the world was flat while well, wrong block. We used to think the sun went around the earth, wrong block. We used to think it was solid, wrong block. And we, we've always assumed we had all the right blocks. And we're just yes. waiting for one more block that will put it all together. Now we're starting to realize this is showing us you got a lot of blocks that are wrong. This is wrong, mm-hmm. that's wrong, this is wrong. And when we, that move gets made and we replace the blocks with the right blocks, we're going to realize it's a very spiritual world. And it's really got very little to do with uh, gathering toys and killing each other.
3: And I just want to give a plug for Alan Steinfeld's book, Making Contact, because Grant, you're in it, we're in it, and that's where it's going. It's not about the nuts and bolts. It starts a little bit with that, but then it goes into consciousness, because that's what's behind everything. And that's your key chapter, Grant, because you bring in, oh, how ridiculous for a craft to fly across the universe and have their lights on? I mean... Yeah, you or have them. little
4: pieces fall off of it. That's where you see that they're helping us. I mean, that's yeah. why I said to Jacques let's yeah, Jacques. I mean, this doesn't make any sense. I mean, you know, they come across and then they crash and there's six crashes in New Mexico in one year. And then these pieces are falling off. And doesn't that look like gifting? Well, I, I think I'm the one that came up with that idea. And that's the whole idea, that they're helping us. They're actually moving the ball, but they're doing it indirectly. You know, they're they're doing it this weird way where they're forcing us to figure it out. They're not coming down like, you know, we're here to bring you freedom, democracy, Jesus, and McDonald's, and we need you to do this. And then suddenly people are pointing guns at them. They're doing it indirectly, forcing us to make the discovery and us to come to a conclusion that's what's going on. Because when we discover, discover it and think we discovered it, Then we're not going to change. If somebody comes in and tries to land on the White House lawn and tell us what's going on, I remember I had an interview with Art Bell and I had this argument with him and he said, I'll shoot them as they come off the craft. And he was like, you know, like they're not going to interfere with us and all this kind of stuff. And that's the whole thing is. That's not the way they're going to do it. They're coming in indirectly through people. And that's why the experiences are so important because I think they have a connection to the intelligence that they're working with the intelligence and that's how they, they get the message across. And so we right. got to listen to them we got to watch what they're doing and realize it is not the world we thought it was changing very very quickly even in the last 20 One or 30 quick years question about
3: the crashes do you think the radar like in the guy huddle memo on the fbi file said that's what caused the no, crash? you don't think it's the high speed? no we that's the thing we
4: we believe in this world where it's us we're victims this happens to us that happens to us god dealt the cards we get hit by lightning this happened whatever we got to realize it's not a random world that that all a lot of this stuff is planned and, and the, the idea, like, you know, that they, they come, because that's what Bigelow said. Bigelow said, and I brought up the Jacques Valet bigelow said uh, he was asked about roswell and he said well yeah there's roswell but there was also a crash in russia and there was a crash in in china there was a crash in south america and i think they're seeding them now you gotta remember bob bigelow had all the money he had all the high level guys kit green pandolfi all these guys and and put off and and he hired all these guys he knows an awful lot of stuff so when bigelow says he thinks they're seeding the crashes then you got to realize well does he really know something that this is true and then if you take a look at tyler d when he takes uh gary nolan and he takes Pasolka out to the crash site in new mexico they call it the gifting field so when i talked to uh ryan bledsoe i said did he actually use that word with you the gifting field he said yeah so he he, here's this high level nassau guy calling it the gifting field as well which means that these high level guys bigelow and 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 uh uh tyler d both believe this stuff is being dropped on purpose they're helping us and and we but we have this idea that you know, uh, there's these interference things and we're we're just a, a cork in the stream and we're being affected. We're not being affected by anything. We're running the show. That's why when you leave the world, they say, how to it work out? Because we put the players on the stage. We planned it all. There's n- very little is happening that's as random as we think it is. We're playing a role. All the world's a stage. All the men and women and aliens are but actors. We make the mistake of thinking we're humans. We're not humans. They're not aliens. We're all etheric beings. We're coming in, taking bodies and playing a game and it's about learning stuff it's not about you know what we get here and, and actually making the mistake to think that we're actually the human being
0: beautiful thank you so much grant and alan i think are you still
3: there uh, yeah yes 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 no i just wanted to see if rob had a question but yeah um yeah i'm good Thanks. i'm beautiful. good to so go Sheen's
4: gonna update everybody on uh what's happening inside the pentagon
0: Yes, that's gonna be that's gonna be on uh, YouTube for free. Everybody can tune yeah, in. It's not
3: for free. They're charging. It's um, yeah. Scott Katamas is charging. Uh, uh, I, forgot, I think it's the Love Coach Academy. I think you go there.
0: Okay.
4: Well, I can update you. I'm I'm gonna be there, so
0: we'll. I'll... So Grant, we have a we're gonna do a UFO thing with Alan next month. Um, I'll text you about it, and hopefully you can come on. Maybe give us an update then.
3: Yeah, sure. maybe we'll get Linda on there too, and some other people. Okay, Linda now.
0: Yeah. Okay. Thanks. Get
4: experience on there.
3: Yeah, get an experience. You know, oh, yeah, I, we will. I just interviewed Chris Blazzo. He just blew me away. Oh my God, that guy is so humble, down to earth, and really in touch with a higher power. These are not just ETs. He's there's a divine power he's like cap- tapped into. And you got to remember, he he was my
4: source. And when I wrote the book, Managing Magic, I said yeah. exactly what was going to happen. Chris Bledsoe was inside the Tom DeLonge operation. That's why I knew what was going on when he said there's high level people are going to come and they're yeah. going to uh, announce UFOs are real and they're going to force this thing out. It was Chris that told me back in 2000, late 15, 2016. He said the big man's going on 60 minutes and uh, he was there. And then what happened was... He, he talked about the money. I almost how much money, but he was offered this huge amount of money from Tom DeLong to do his story. And in the end, Tom DeLong wanted to put reptilians in the story. And Chris said, no, not going to do it. He turned out huge money, ma- major, major money, production money Interesting. for it. And that's the whole deal is everybody wants to have the adversarial, the good aliens versus the bad aliens or whatever. But Chris stood his ground. He has turned down uh, Warner Brothers, $80 million deal, he's turned everything down to make sure that the message is told correctly. And the part of the message that is important now is he's the woman told him when they make the announcement, they are going to flip it or they're going to, to switch it. And that's oh. where they're going to do this thing now where uh, they're going to say this, you know, evil aliens and stuff like that. They're going to flip the story.
3: Oh, I didn't know that. But he, this woman, this uh, divine feminine presence gave him a lot of messages. And yeah. uh, and, and that was
4: what the movie, the movie was going to be called The Message. And it uh, was the message that he'd gotten from the lady. I remember arguing with him one time. We were going to uh, New Jersey airport. And I'm arguing with him in the back seat about something she said. And he looked over at me and he said, look, I was with her. You weren't. And I went, oh, yeah, OK. Sorry,
3: sorry. No, Chris <laughs> Blatto blew me away. He's just an incredible person. Really, really good core solid and he
4: said almost from the beginning that this this was spiritual this is a spiritual thing Mm -hmm. and he's going to turn out to be right the same as jacques Ballet is going to turn out to be right where he said you know i'd be very surprised if this just turns out to be simply ets you know from other planets it's it's much more complex and it's much more spiritual and it's got to do with this oneness thing we are all cells in the human body we all have a role and when we decide we're going to be the cancer cell we're going to take down the body then uh, the, the aliens come in and say, No, 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 you all got to work together. Wow. You can't be the cancer cell. Everybody's got to work together. Otherwise, the body will die. That's what it's all about.
0: Right, right. So, getting into the whole experiencer, what was going on with the experiencer is very important. And yes, we will definitely have that component in our UFO event. And as you know, we did an experiencer panel at our last conference. And for the last two days we did um, a two-day summit on experiences that went out on our channel as well because it really is we start talking about this information but it's really about what is going on and for me my the thing that i'm the most interested in is our ancestry to these beings what they know about our origins right and who we are because we do have amnesia we don't completely remember our past lives we don't remember our extraterrestrial life some of us do but not collectively so to me that is my curiosity right there and I'm, I am really hopeful that, you know, within the next few years, that we're going to start making a, a move towards disclosing that information, the depth of the understanding of what it means to be human and how ancient we are. Hmm. Yeah. That's I our
4: job to do. No, it's not the government's job.
0: Yeah, exactly.
3: We are moving into exciting times. You're absolutely right, Grant. This is the turning point in human history, and it's great to be in this. I, I,
4: I'll tell you a funny thing to end. I, I never thought this. I remember I don't know if you heard the story. I was I was at one of Steve Bassett's events and we're all sitting there, you know, at the end, they got all the, the speakers up there and then <laughs> Steve's saying, so when do you think disclosure is going to happen in person? Six months, one year, six months. And he comes to me and I said, 2041, you should have seen Steve's face. He was like, you, how could you say that in front of
3: my audience? <laughs> uh-huh.
4: So I never thought it was going to happen. I never, I, I'm as surprised as anybody that it would unravel. But I did say that Once the major media realizes it's been had, the game is over.
3: Well, they are realizing it. You get Tucker Carlson saying, you know, you mean they lied to us? I mean, I think they they have realized this, but they're afraid to go against the political movement. So there's that. Factor faction between the media spin. You look, talk to look at the guys on the Hill. They're as confused as anything that that newscast, the Hill. They don't know which way to go with this. Is uh, Who's lying? Who's telling the truth? So but, but it, they yeah. are digging,
4: which they wouldn't have dug before, yeah. because I, I, I'll tell, I'll tell well, one more story. I'll tell with the Clinton thing when Clinton. Um, when Webster Hubble went public in 1997 with the book friends in high places, he said, Bill Clinton sent me to I, I identify two things. Bill Clinton was a big, uh, he thought he was the second John Kennedy who killed John Kennedy and are there UFOs and, and Webster Hubble went out to find and he got stonewalled and all that kind of stuff. So when he put it in his book, friends in high places, Deborah Orren from the New York post, who was not a Clinton friend said, what about Mr. Clinton did, did, uh, pre- president, uh, 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 Clinton send him out to find about UFOs. And he said, uh, we're, uh, we're not going to answer that question. And she said, is what Hubble puts in his book correct? He said, I'm not going to talk about what private people put in their private books, because then he had retired. And she said, I sat there and waited for the rest of the White House press corps to follow up. And they all rolled over and played dead. Nobody would touch the UFO question ever. Now they're all on it. They don't care. They know there's a Pulitzer Prize in the in the in the offing here. The reporters are now digging and they're going to unravel a lot of stuff.
3: Great. So the ball is moving down the field fast.
0: Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Seems as we're
2: such. Starting. I'm excited. Yeah.
0: Beautiful. All right. I think we're gonna close in on, on that. Thank you so much, Alan. Uh, do you want to leave with a couple of say a couple more things before you phase out? Well, Tell right. people what about your uh, book signing in Petaluma.
3: Oh, yeah, if people are in Petaluma, um, I don't know if I want to give the address out here, but email me at newrealities at earthlink.net. I'll send you the address to the, the, this evening. We're going to have uh, the Her Talks there. Stanley Krippner is going to be there. You know Stanley Krippner? He was the original parapsychologist. He's been investigating this stuff for 50 years. But I think I think Geraldine Orozco is going to be there and a bunch of other UFO specialists. Yes. Geraldine's
2: in. great. Say hi oh. to just- Damn
3: We're going to live stream on this channel, so if you can't make it, uh, just look at my live stream. Neil and I have some... We'll tune bust- in. We have some things coming up. Uh, you can get my book at Amazon, Making Contact, and chapters with Grant, of course, the Hurt talks. Uh, Linda Moulton Whitley Streber. I have a great un- previously unpublished essay by John Mack that really reads... If you read that chapter, Grant, you'll see it's really contemporary. He's really been on top of it and and a prophet in a sense is saying no we have to listen to the experiences he said then what we're saying now so um it's a kind of overview of the an overview effect of the situation in the last 75 years all in one book so Brandon, fantastic yeah
4: when you when you talk to Stanley Krippner, ask him about our ports and manifestations i will um, He's the expert, and that's a big thing in ufology. That's why they went to Skinwalker Ranch. There was twenty apports and manifestations. That's why the Defense Intelligence Agency went there. So Krippner is the expert on. Ask him the connection between UFOs and apportations, and he'll.
3: I'm going to ask him that tonight when he, if he speaks. Uh, look at my YouTube channel. Thanks, Grant. Hope to talk to you soon. Good Take to care, meet Grant. you, Rob. JJ, says good to see you. Stay. i keep up the great work. Pleasure to, to meet you. Yeah, to meet you thanks neil again for broadcasting on my youtube channel as well youtube.com new realities grant i'll be in touch and um i want to interview richard doe do you think he's worth interviewing um i
4: did i'm'm I'm, I'm not sure what to make of him i, <laughs> I did an interview with him but um
3: yeah all right
0: i think i think he's coming around all right interview and interview and try to figure out how what to make of him maybe we'll do a disclosure
3: panel with him okay all right thanks Thanks, everyone thanks neil for inviting
0: thank you grant thank you so much brother as always you bringing in some amazing information so we'll be in touch and then hopefully bring you back on give us another update in a little bit thanks a lot take care brother
4: bye-bye bye
0: there we go rob you still with me i'm here bud great info good download when um, oh man that was incredible Mm
2: -hmm. that was incredible
0: yeah so I, i mean everything that grant's saying he's basically giving us the historical context of what's happened to this moment but as we have been trying to and we are going to continue to be saying on this podcast here is that it's a consciousness phenomena right and as i mentioned about the whole thing with the physics um isn't something that we know is impossible, that we think is impossible, it's that we know exists within theory. And these theories, they knew that within maybe 100 to 200 years, we'd eventually be doing this. But what we're seeing is we're seeing that now. And as some researchers have said, the last century is the lost century because a lot of uh, technologies went black budget and reverse engineered even since the 40s, maybe even before that. Mm-hmm. And it went down this whole other route of advanced technology where we were given this little incremental capitalist style technology. So now we're seeing this whole entire phenomena out there that is hundreds of years in the future. So what happens when we start implementing this awareness into modern society is an exponential growth in consciousness.
2: I, I, you know, and that, that to me is going to be the most exciting part is once it, you know, the explosion is going to happen when the dust starts to settle, as I think we're, we're going to see the most happen between us and that person who may be on the fence about this stuff, or doesn't really, isn't really into this subject. And I think once we incorporate a lot of those people, it's just going to be an explosion. And the technologies themselves, I think are going to be so beneficial to mankind in our journey of pioneering and getting out to the stars ourselves and Mm -hmm. making contact while on planet, but off planet as well. And and making sure that our future is in the stars where it belongs.
0: Well, what, and. And something I love to say when some people say to me, like, what about Earth? You know, we need to focus on Earth. I want to say that some people don't realize the Earth is in space.
2: So that, <laughs> And once people go off of Earth, it will yeah, relieve yeah. the stresses on Earth. So it'll be a lot less people consolidated to just one planet.
0: Well, I think it is in our future in order to go and populate different planets. And that's. Well, every create sentient creation entity, right? If you look at ancient scriptures, if you look at the Elohim stories, the Lyran stories, every conscious entity wanted to create something in their image. Even the whole thing with the Anunnaki, the Elohim that became the Bible, created in their image. It's literally written in the Bible that comes back from an extraterrestrial story. So that's what we want to do as conscious creators as well. But what are we doing? We're creating dimensions, we're creating phones that have dimensions in it, we're creating computers, we're creating robots, we're literally creating things in our image to do tasks that maybe we think are mundane. Because our consciousness is evolving to such a level, we want to focus our energies on other things, right? So part of that is going to be us going out into space and creating and even terraforming planets. And there's even leaked documents on the ability to terraform Mars and how Mars used to look one billion years ago. The CIA documents on the remote viewing they did of Mars. Um, oh yeah. They, the the whole the rabbit hole goes so deep that at this point, even if they come out and say there's no aliens, this is not aliens, like they tried to do briefly a couple of weeks ago. But if they mm-hmm. say that now. Just go to the FBI UFO documents on their website, go to the NSA, go to the CIA, just start skimming through it. Very soon, within like 30 minutes, you're going to find something that is completely out of this world when it's in regards to the metals they find, the crash sites that they've got, the hieroglyphs that are on top of these things. So it's pretty much out there at this point. All we got to do is just educate the masses, I feel.
2: Absolutely. I totally I totally agree with that. And uh, and you're right. If all you have to do is peruse these these emails, these documents, they're literally you'll find hits almost on every one of them. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. And the Mars, you know, with, with the Martian thing and the terraforming, there's a gentleman within those documents talks about not, not worrying about Mars right now, worrying yeah. about Mars a million years ago, which yeah. is where we think this all. One, you know, a lot one of
0: billion is, B.C.
2: That's right. That's what right. Yeah, exa- That's exactly. Like, weird. So not only are you astral traveling, you're astral traveling back in time, which we know is possible. Right. You know, so it's there's so much to our brains and our souls and our consciousness. We are the ultimate type of I want to say like machine, but we are the right, essence. Right. You know what I mean? So when we're working out all of these things, it will benefit mankind ultimately right, tenfold. Right
0: and they say like you know the fourth dimension is time and that's almost like the astral dimension because you can travel in time uh, when you become masters of the astral dimension right now uh, for lack of a better explanation we're victims to the fourth dimension because it controls our reality we live in linearity we're actually multi-dimensional but we're we're completely closed off to that ability for the most part most of us on this planet so when what happens when we become masters of time is you could coexist in different realities and transfer your consciousness and bi-locate and even um you know move from one part of the universe to another part of the universe in a split second because you're the master of that frequency right so what we're seeing here with these craft as grant has had mentioned as well is an interdimensional thing going on there so it only makes sense that for some of these beings in different dimensions time doesn't exist as we see it they can exist within the same space as you but be transitioned and phased out in a different time and completely be observing you Right, And that's what has been we've been seeing in movies. There's this movie I just watched, you got to check it out. It's on YouTube, it's free. And if everybody's on YouTube right now, you can type this in when we're done today. It's called Alien Code. I watched half of it yesterday and I'm watching the rest today. Dude, it's Men in Black, like, um, all right. So it's this whole thing about this code, this satellite that was in space that was sent back from the future. And in this um, satellite, there's a code and they're dis- deciphering it, and there's men in black there, there's astral beings, there's these beings coming out of the astral dimension that are trying to grab and take hold of this dimension, and it's just, as always, art imitating life, and all these stories, a lot of these directors, Grant also touched on this too, a lot of these people, they actually go to these channeling events, these disclosure conferences, and they just get to see, right? Right. They get information and they put it in their in their movies. Even Gene Roddenberry has talked about that, right? And George Lucas, even um, uh, James Cameron, the creator of Avatar, said that that's the right. planet that he saw, what he, he believes is a real place and he would travel to in his dreams. That's you incredible.
2: Know? That's incredible. And you're right. <clears throat> it always does, imi- you know, art does imitate reality. And if, if, if art imitates reality, we've seen so many different things out there that's just like with Star Trek and like you said, Avatar and All these amazing journeys we have yet to unfold.
0: Yeah, it's beautiful. Definitely is. All right. So everybody, we're going to close on just a minute here. I'm going to close out with some poetry, but I just want to mention a couple of things more that Grant said just to kind of drill it even more. He said, you know, we're finding out one block here and another block of this information and then realizing that block is not true and then we're finding another block. So to put it into terms that I I can explain to myself, what he's referring to is the fact that um, the arrogance of this age within science is that when we discover something, we're like, aha, that's it. Right. And then when we discover something that opposes that, what do we say? Aha, no, this is it. Right. Mm-hmm. And every time that happens, it's like, oh my God, this is it. Like, for example, they thought we were a hundred thousand years, homo sapiens, sapiens, a hundred thousand years old on this planet. Or within the last couple of decades, we realized it's at least 300,000 years. Now they're saying, We're only 300,000 years old. Well, didn't the last example just prove to you that if we are keeping to unveil the truth even more and more, chances are we could be much older than that. Why don't we keep an open mind about like, okay, this is what we've discovered. This is what we know, but what else is there? That is really the the way we can continue researching this phenomena and all these other things that we're talking about here and still be open to realizing that there's more to uncover. Right, Rob?
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. I totally agree with that. And I think that it goes far beyond what we consider to be relevant right now. And it's even further back. And I I think that we definitely have to stay open about everything. So not just, you know, not just that, but everything. And I think once we attain that ability to look at it through, you know, a a non-perspective in a sense of saying just a generalistic type of way, we'll create more information and we'll get more information from everything
0: right and we have pierced through the veil you know the subatomic world we pierce through the atom and now we're realizing that the subatomic world does not match with the newtonian world and we have two realities that we know we know we know exist subatomic world newtonian world but we also know that the equations for both realities say the other reality shouldn't exist what's going on here <laughs> right we pierce through the illusion we're realizing that we're some sort of holographic projection of consciousness and now we're trying to figure out what that really means and as we're trying to figure out what that means it's creating a lot of confusion which is why for example quantum computing quantum computing can do something in a millisecond that would have taken a regular computer a thousand years to do the reason for that is is pulling everything from the quantum world where time doesn't exist and giving the answers but guess what they are, they know how to create comp- quantum computers but we don't even understand what is occurring right oh, that's <laughs> so,
2: absolutely right quantum mechanics is still being discovered there's still things within the mechanical mechanisms of whatever yeah. the quantum realm has that we don't know
0: well, we're utilizing it we're utilizing course, the quantum reality and world and the physics but we don't really know what is actually occurring there why is it that this is acting as a particle and a wave at the same time and showing up in two different places i don't know but it's happening so let's see how we can use this in our technology you know
2: absolutely absolutely it's crazy
0: yep all right everybody so rob before we phrase out and i do some poetry here go ahead and tell everybody about what you're doing um if you want to announce your upcoming event if you want to yes. announce the disclosure event and then where people can find out more about you
2: excellent excellent thank you so july 11th we're going to be having eight speakers it's going to be on my youtube channel which is full spectrum universe and we are going to just we're going to have a party we're going to have a lot of conversations it's going to be a lot of great downloads Again, the second event we have coming up is August 5th to August 10th, 55 speakers. It's called Total Disclosure. It's total disclosure of spiritual, ufology, ancient history, science. We have politics. I mean, we have everything. We're running the gambit. It's five days, 55 speakers. There's going to be an excellent, excellent energy and information downloads there as well. And you can find me. I'm pretty much on every platform. Facebook, Instagram, uh, BitChute, Rumble, YouTube, Stereo, um, other ones, uh, Clubhouse, we're everywhere. So Full Spectrum Universe, That's what, that's the name. You type it in anywhere, you will find us.
0: Beautiful. Thank you so much, Rob. Thank you. All right, everybody. And then for us, Portal to Ascension, we're going live. We've been this is the third show. Welcome everybody that was here and a part of this. This is also going to be on our podcast by tomorrow. Please do check out our Portal to Ascension podcast. We're on episode 61 or 62 on there. Um, and putting out lots of like full circle, full range information. If you're a curious individual, if you love to explore like hundreds of topics and go all over the place with understanding and trying to realize what it is in this reality and what's going on here and what are we doing and who we are and how we can be empowered and how we can live in joy and love ourselves. If like you really want to de- delve into that, not only subscribe to our portal to Ascension YouTube channel, youtube.com slash portal to Ascension, but also check our podcast out portal to Ascension radio on all the platforms, Spotify, Pandora, Amazon, many, many more. So go ahead and tune into us there and do please subscribe to this YouTube channel. And the reason why I really, I'm pushing this, we went from just having 20 to 30 people live to having 70 to hundred just within a few weeks because of all the energy that we're putting into this channel. Is Cause we do create 110 events a year on Portal to Ascension that are like through webinars, right? So now we're building this. And part of the reason is put out a lot more information have this weekly show that's going to change themes over the future but also we have been censored and deleted from all, most of the major actually all of the major social media platforms except twitter and i am completely locked out and that happened in october of last year and uh, we went from two hundred thousand people on facebook on our groups and pages to zero and the reach has now shifted so if you want to support us and just you know be a part of these events and also learn a lot of information YouTube.com slash Portal to Ascension. And then we've also created a Twitch. So we're live on Twitch every day as well. So if you want to go on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Portal to Ascension, check it out there. Last thing is portaltoascension.org. Sign up on our newsletter, get thousands of hours of free presentations immediately available to you. A new website is in the process of being launched. 3,000 hours of free presentations on there, 10,000 hours of content altogether, new documentaries every month, so, please use the resource that is there for you. Okay. All right. So, Rob, I'm just going to do a poem here, and then we'll we'll close out for today. Okay. Okay. All right, everybody. So here's a couple of this is from Z in the chat room asked us to do this. And Z, I just want to say as well, you said Tartaria. We're going to do an all-day conference on Tartaria in um, March of next year, we're starting an ancient conference series. We're going to do the Indus civilization We're going to do Egypt. We're going to do um, Tartaria. We're going to do um, Atlantis and a few others. And that's going to start in, in January. So there's a lot of amazing things to look forward to. So here we go, this poem right here, this piece is called Astral Travel, and I think it's probably fitting for the interdimensional phenomena that we're talking about here in regards to extraterrestrials. Astral travel, vibrating higher at the center of the galaxy, rematerialized etheric energy dropping in density, increasing in complexity. To the ends of the spiral I shall go, planets form all around, I see a water world in the system of soul, my soul speculates in this illusion, a spacesuit made of skin, into a polarized reality of duality, oneness and sin, carbon base will join the crystalline children, I slowly descend through the ozone, will be born soon, so I enter a womb, Birth cycle almost ends, you see I rode the unity wave into this dimension, a fabricated fallacy, I forgot when time became linear masculine based society suppressing her feminine energy creating stargates other etheric tools going through the wormhole spinning around like a whirlpool hey, to overrule the external in this earth school from my eyes i finally lifted the wool i reincarnated on this planet november 17th 1982 i reincarnated on this planet november 17th 1982 now let do one last one In this world of calamity, with organized piety making people drop to their knees, we be the free. People see right in front. Time for the peripheral narrow-minded ignorance. Be the bigger man to see the benevolence. The interdimensional energy of love holds my truth above other dimensions. I'm the anti-level vacuum being sucked down with the pull of a black hole. Recycling this universe that shows acceptance. Knows acceptance by accepting the predicament that we are in. With all the government it makes me think I do is all I do is a sin. Straight fear-mongering. So I write with a pen to show beginning to end. Just know we chose to be here. Tear perceptions of fear. I remember Ja. will be waiting there. It's time to believe in ourselves. To forget monetary wealth. To concentrate on your health. I felt lost, stones, pelt, body bloody. Judgment by those who say they love me. But what does love mean within these lower frequencies of emotions? Causing mental erosions. I'm frozen in a rapidly moving time. With holes in the heavens flow of energy from realms of divine essence these beings they think that we're under the guide to receive lessons of ascension no the gods we show the biblical portrayal of jesus and pagan rituals the deities who we worship and bow ask for forgiveness and how can we reach the kingdom of heaven away from ourselves looking externally for a personified god Um, an indemnified soul of the old ancestry of the duality of friends and foes know this the energy level will persist the new world order doesn't matter one bit. No one world without singularity, physical perception manifesting in the realms of spirituality. No order, pure anarchy to set all of humanity in 13 different third dimensional planetary systems free. So follow me. And we will all transcend to the fourth density.
2: MC thank Resonance, you. man. That was fantastic. Fantastic.
0: Thank you, brother. Thank you, thank you. I appreciate you, bro. Thank you for being here with us. Appreciate um, you too. Thank you for having me. Excited for your event. Thank you for having me on your event. It's going to be great.
2: It's going to be fucking awesome, man. So good. Can't
0: wait. So
2: good.
0: Everybody tuning in, please do subscribe to this channel. Go check out Full Spectrum Universe. Go subscribe over there if you want to check out the eight-hour event. And then also the 55-hour total disclosure event in August that will also be on Portal to Ascension. And go check out Portal of the Central Radio. And we will be live next week where Brandon Culleton from Paradigm Shift Central discussing the disclosure phenomena and bringing on individuals that aren't on the speaker circuit to get some feedback from the community on what they're thinking and have an open discussion with other individuals. If you're interested in either sending some documents, sending some photos or videos to us of sightings, or if you're interested in maybe coming on on a future show to give you a little download or what you want to do, Go ahead and email us at info at portal 2 org, or go to portal2ascension.org um, portal and go to the contact us page there. So thank you, everybody, so much. Love you. Appreciate you. Check you later. Thank you, Rob. Thank you. Thank right. you. Have a good night, everybody.